Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Character and Smallman Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Good morning, everyone. Happy, happy, happy Friday. Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN at 701. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Michelle, how you doing? I'm doing well, Randy. You know, it's snowing outside, it's cold on a Friday, but it's a Friday nonetheless. Yeah, it is a Friday. And uh, as we've done all week, let's check in on baseball. Okay. It's time for a baseball update. How about that? How about we have an agreement? It's a deal. We're playing. It's a deal. Play ball. <laughs> Unbelievable. So Cardinals are making their way. I'm, I'm guessing the Yadier Molina is probably already in camp right now. I would imagine as soon as the door was unlocked, Yadier was already there. Yeah. And the players have to report by Sunday. They'll be playing games a week later. The season will start on April 7th against the Pirates at Bush Stadium. We have a complete schedule. The Cardinals will play their schedule. It is not affected. And they'll just find spots during the season to fit in a few double headers. And actually, Cardinal tickets are on sale now. Got a text <laughs> last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's see. Game time for the opener is three fifteen. Opening day tickets are available right now. Opening day tickets starting at thirty bucks at cardinals.com. I'll see you there. As mad as we were at baseball, yeah. the fact that they were able to come to an agreement, Randy, and get this done and get these games rescheduled and make this happen was surprising to me because I assumed that we were teetering on the edge of losing mm-hmm. an entire season because we heard reports several times throughout the past few weeks. They're making progress. This is getting close only to get an announcement that game more games were going to get canceled. So I really had no faith in these two entities to come to the table and find a compromise and get baseball back up and running, but they did it. Congratulations. And thank you because we need this. As good as I felt, Michelle in 2016, after the NFL committee on relocation voted five, <laughs> against the Rams moving to Inglewood. As good as I felt that day, I felt bad yesterday when John Heyman tweeted that the executive board of the Major League Baseball Players Association had voted 8 nothing against accepting this agreement that Bruce Meyer and Tony Clark had forged. But lo and behold, the rank and file, the people that are making the minimum, the people, aren't, the, the people that aren't set for life, they vote. And by the way, the Cardinals, one of the four teams to vote against this. But the rank and file, the people that are voting or that are making the minimum say, yeah, we want to get in and play. And they vote to approve the new CBA, a new thing that affects fans starting in 2023. Every MLB team will play against every other major league team. That's not this year, but starting next year, 
you will have your team playing against every other MLB team. An unbalanced schedule, I believe, and not very sensical, but it's a move forward, at least, in terms of Albert Pujols not being away from St. Louis for nine years. I think that this is a really smart idea by baseball. I know, as you mentioned, from a scheduling standpoint, it may be a little... Uh, difficult to put together, but you need Mike Trout and the stars in your game and more markets. You need to have your stars be exposed to more fan bases because that's what happens when you follow a baseball team. You follow the laundry. You're pretty insular mm-hmm. in your coverage of, of baseball because you have to watch a game every night of your team. You don't get exposed to a lot of these stars that we talked about yesterday. And so I think that's a smart move by baseball to get their players in different markets. So we want to hear from you throughout the course of the morning with the Mike Drop feature on the 101 ESPN app for all of our bitterness over the course of the last 99 days, now 100 days, are you back? Did yesterday bring you back? And the Cardinals will open the season, as we mentioned, on April 7th. I looked this up, Michelle, because I thought that I would be right about this. Back in 1987, Cardinals won the division. They opened their season on April 7th. Wow, good memory. Same date. And they ended their season on April or on October 4th. This year it'll end on October 2nd. Virtually the exact same schedule that they played in 1987, they'll play 35 years later. Interesting. Now, the difference is obviously a 12 team playoff versus a four team playoff. Sure. But. The, the actual season itself, I think it'll be better. I, I don't like as many off days as they've had in Major League Baseball. We'll be talking baseball throughout the course of the morning, but we need to touch on our St. Louis Blues. We mentioned yesterday, hey, just go play your game. Just go be the Blues. And man, did they look like the Blues last night. A 6-2 win over the Rangers. First period, and they had had some opportunities. They had a 5-on-3, didn't convert, had another power play that they didn't convert. Finally, at the 13.05 mark, they broke through. Here's Pareko over the line with Cairo to Thomas, to Cairo to Thomas. He scores! Some beautiful passing and a tap-in goal for Robert Thomas. Ninth goal of the year. And a Blues break through. They take a 1-0 lead. 6.55 to go, first period. Then 45 seconds after Thomas's ninth of the year. Blues in front, they score! Barbashev! Backhand pass from Brandon Saad. 6-10 to go. First period, 2-0 Blues. That came at the 13:50 mark at 15:41, less than two minutes after the Barbashev goal, his 18th of the year. Robert Thomas gave the Blues their eventual winner. Thomas shoots it. In front it comes off Tarasenko. Return Cairo to Thomas. He scores! Thomas! Top shelf! Stick side! And a 3-0 Blues lead as Robert Thomas scores. 4.19 to go, first period. Ryan Strom scored for the Rangers before the first period was out. That was a power play goal, 3-1 after one. Ryan O'Reilly's 15 seconds into the second. Jake Wallman and David Perron in the second. And the Blues led 6-2 after two. Won the game 6-2 and broke out of their four-game losing streak in impressive fashion. That's the Blues we've come to know and love. Absolutely. We spoke to David Perron this week, and he told us the answer to the Blues adversity was in the room, that they knew what they needed to do. And we saw it last night, Randy. They started fast. They had execution, crisp passing, coach. 
cohesion, high energy the entire game. We saw some sandpaper with Mikola throwing down the gloves. And how about Vili Husso and some of the saves that he made last night? That save in the first period on the tip of his toe blade. I watched it like 600 times last Mm -hmm. night. I mean, that's hyperbole. It was maybe 12, but still. 12,000? It was a lot. It was a lot. But just because I couldn't believe that he was able to make that. So he had a couple great saves last night, but that's the type of energy level and execution that we need to see from the Blues consistently. They were amazing last night. Yeah, they were great. I actually tweeted that the mantra of Mike Martz during the greatest show on turf, he told his team always, every day, play fast and be aggressive. And I'm thinking as I'm watching this game, they're playing fast and being aggressive. That's yeah. what you have to do. Shoot the puck. Play, and they played really fast. And they didn't during the four-game losing streak. And if they play that way... We've said it before. They can set the tempo and they can play with and beat anybody. They can. And not, not only is that a big time response from them coming off a four game losing streak, but to the Rangers, too, because that was a battle that they had at MSG. And you knew that after that game, they were talking mm-hmm. about the Rangers coming to town right after that and how they were going to respond. So not only because of the, the losing streak, but specifically to the Rangers, you knew that that was a statement that they wanted to make. The Blues in Nicheville tomorrow. It's a 10.30 pregame. 10.30 with Alex Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And then Curbs and Joey will have the call at 11.30. How fun for the Blues fans down in Nashville. Have a few mimosas oh, yeah. on Broadway. Go to the game. Awesome time. What time do you go to bed? It's, do you still go to bed at 3, 3.34 in the morning in Nicheville if you have to get get up at 9.30 to get to... Eh, it's 11.30 game. So if, do, if you have to get up at 10.30 to get to the Bridgestone Arena. So I would rather go to bed early on Friday and make it a full day on Saturday into Saturday night. Yeah, Yeah, but a lot of people, Randy, would like to stay out late on Friday, carry that into Saturday, and then do an early dinner happy hour, go to bed by 8 o'clock. Just Mm -hmm. just pass out for the drive back. Yeah, but either way, you're going to have a great time. And and again, David Perron talked with us about how great it is for the Blues to have so many Mm -hmm. fans when they go to to different venues, and you know that there's going to be some great Blues fans in Nashville. College basketball yesterday in Washington, D.C., slew hammered LaSalle, 71-51. Gibson Jimerson, big-time Gibby Jim with 19. Francis Socorro, 17. Yuri Collins with 13. Matt Loves, big-time Gibby Jim. Uh, Slew plays St. Bonaventure today at 1.30. They've lost to the Bonnies twice this year. Mizzou eliminated from the SEC tournament down in Tampa by LSU. 76-68. Mizzou finishes 12-21, 5-13 in the SEC. And, Michelle, I don't think it would be surprised to anybody if that was the last game that Conzo Martin coached for the Tigers. Do you think it would be more surprising if it wasn't the last game that Conzo a Martin coach for the Tigers. I would be more surprised, yeah, yes. if, if it wasn't. And your ILLI and I take on Indiana today. The Hoosiers down 17 with 11.09 to go yesterday. Had a 1.5% ch- chance of beating Michigan, according to ESPN, and yet rallied to beat the Wolverines 74 69. Good win for Indiana, but I think they used up all their energy and they would have needed it all today against Illinois. And Indiana will fall to the Illini today by at least 15. By at least 15. That's yeah. what you're. Don't jinx us, Randy. Come on. I'm not. Nope, that's uh, that's just a fact. I don't know, Randy. Sometimes you say the Blues are never going to make the playoffs, and then here they are in the playoffs. And then what happens? Yeah. One time you kissed the cup and it worked out. Thank you. But other times you have said something pretty authoritatively, and then it does not work out. And I just, after last year, Randy, I, I can't have any bad juju okay. or any cursing around Illinois. Again, we're just going to take it as it comes. Good luck today to my Illini versus Indiana. That's not what you were saying yesterday. True, but I'm just not going to make any declarations (laughs) like I did last year. I mean, roll the tape with me last year. Illinois winning a national championship. This is our year. Io is the mass mamba. Here we go. Be prepared to see us at Indy cutting down the nets. If you don't pick Illinois in your bracket, you're a fool.
So I'm not doing any of that okay. this year. The Illini are five-point <laughs> favorites. They will cover. Okay. okay, that's fair. Thank okay. you. Okay, 16th ranked Illinois against Indiana today, and that game's at 10.30 on Big Ten. Let me double-check that. Yeah, 10.30 this morning on the Big Ten Network. And, Michelle, guess what? Uh, James Harden played an important game last night. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty big game. Pretty big game against the Nets. Yeah. Ben Simmons is a big trade, playing against his right. former team. And as is wont to happen in big games that James Harden, James Harden plays, he went 3-for-17. 3 for 17 from the floor, and his Philadelphia 76ers were drilled at home by the Brooklyn Nets. Big time drilled at home. Um, But don't you like that there's just some things in life that you can always count on? James Harden not performing in a big game, maybe being one of them? Yeah, that that consistency is absolutely remarkable when you think about it. There were two things last night that you can really count on. One, James Harden collapsing when it counted, and two, Philadelphia fans not only being, but being just ruthless to both the guy that they loved a week ago and James Harden by booing him but also the beginning of the game just the unrelenting <laughs> savagery of Philadelphia fans towards Ben Simmons yeah you I mean, sent us a text with that a, was perfect a video. Michelle sent that over that yeah, was um, that was amazing just Philadelphia fans just so true to who they are they are they're very funny. I they booed their star and went savagely after the other opposing team's star who used to play for them. <laughs> How about Just the fact perfect. that they cheered Ben Simmons when he threw down a dunk it during warm-ups? <laughs> yeah, they cheered a, him. That was very funny. Hilarious. That, that was great. And one football trade yesterday, and Russell Wilson must be saying, come on! He goes to Denver, and the Chargers, <laughs> who already have Joey Bosa on one side, yeah. go and trade for Khalil Mack so that he can get after Russell Wilson and hurt him again. That division is going to be oh, an beast. absolute nightmare. It's going to be so fun for us to watch. But yeah, he's thinking, oh, I'm getting out of the NFC West. See you later, Aaron Donald. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm off to greener oh, pastures. <laughs> no, no, good luck. Not at all. All right, we're off and running here on 101 ESPN. We welcome your mic drops throughout the course of the day. Coming up, peak and pit of the week. And man, we've got some peaks and pits of the week here on 101 ESPN. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. You're next. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Up into the peaks or into the pit? Peaks and pits. Join in on the conversation with Character and Smallman now. Text 65780. This is 101 ESPN. Matthew is here. Michelle is here. Randy is here. So Matt, Michelle doesn't do the wordle because she doesn't like to waste time in her life. We do. Man, I like to waste time now and then. And so I... That's a perfect way to describe the discrepancy. I like that. I I did not get it today. I, I took six shots and I didn't get it. The interesting. Oh, so you, are you James Harden of Warhol? <laughs> Basically, oh. yeah. I'm and sorry, she slides James. In I know, on you, that I know one. you like to listen, so, James. It's all well in good done. fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had it's everything not. except the f- first letter on the second try. I, I so I had the whole word except for the very first letter, and I tried. I don't, four, you're showing this to me. I have no idea what yeah, this yeah, means. So you're trying to put together a, a five-letter word, and you think, okay, well, I've got the last four letters, so this is going to be easy. I'm going to get it in three at the very most, maybe four or five. I, I, I took six shots, and I still didn't get it. So this is your pit? Well, it's, it's a, good, it's a, it's a reasonable pits. pit. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a preemptive pit, but I'm going to start with my peak, Michelle. Oh, great. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I, I have two peaks. Number one... 
throughout this weekend. It's 314 Day here in St. Louis. That's We're right. so proud of St. Louis. We love the 314, and there's so many cool things going on. You can go get two slices of gooey butter cake at Schnooks for 314, 314. It's pretty awesome. So pretty gooey good. butter cake is kind of a St. Louis thing, right? Uh, kind of. I'd say it's a staple. Yeah. Today, from 4 to 6, you can meet and greet with St. Louis local fashion artists. Uh, and all you need to do, if you want more information about this, is see all the events, specials, and activities at thestl.com. Thestl.com slash 314day. And take advantage and enjoy 314day. And it's 314, obviously, 314, but it's throughout the course of the weekend. That's right. Right. There's going to be so many great happenings all throughout St. Louis. So go to thestl.com. You'll see a full list there. And even though it's snowing and cold today, it's going to turn around. Yeah, it is. And that's my other preemptive peak is that by Monday, it's going to be 60 degrees. And it's going to stay that way yeah. for at least a week. Uh, no, forever, Michelle. Forever. So, yeah. I don't trust St. Louis t- weather, so tomorrow, I can't say forever. Yeah, tomorrow, stupid winter will breathe its last breath. And as is wont to happen here on this show, Kara and Smallman, it's going to die. See you it's gonna, later. It's like, it, it, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just saying winter's going to die. I was going to make an OJ joke, but I'm not even going to do it because I'm too happy about that uh, baseball today. And my, my pit is that baseball uh, is going to have spring training, but the cost of getting there for Carriker and Smallman is so prohibitive. I don't think that we're going. <sighs> That's a pit. That is such a pit. You know, Randy, Sorry. even if they would have made this deal a week ago and the turnaround wouldn't We're have been there. so quick, we would have been there. Yep. So big time pit because we would have been talking to all the players, the coaches. We would have been getting that content and, and those interviews to you guys to get excited for baseball. Now we're not going to be there because they dragged their feet and they took so long to get this done. <laughs> so my pit, Randy, or excuse me, let's start with the peak. My peak is that today might be one of the best sports days I've had in a while. The Blues with a big time response. Just an electric game last night from start to finish from the Blues. Every aspect of that game was fun and exciting to watch. Baseball is back. And as angry as I was with baseball, this morning I wake up, Katie Wu, great piece of the athletic, Mm -hmm. Nolan Arenado saying, last year was not good enough. I am determined to be better in St. Louis this year. I'm fired up. I can't help it. Illinois starting the march to the tournament today versus Indiana. This is a good sports day for me, and I deserve that. Yes, you do. After what we've had for the past few months, I deserve today. So that's my peak. Uh, I'll probably get heartbroken by one of those three things within the next week, so I'm savoring it while I can. And I would say my pit, Randy, is that... I'm still really mad at baseball for what they did, for the unnecessary arguing, for their lack of urgency, for them not caring about the fans and doing this. They could have gotten this done months ago, but our love for baseball and our excitement for the Cardinals and for Adam Wainwright and Yadier and Rolina and all of these other intricacies is so much that I feel like baseball, at least here in St. Louis, probably won't learn a lesson. And I don't want the no, the people in the won't. organization to have to deal with the consequences. It's not their fault. No. But just as a whole, I wish baseball... Don't would... call them names, Michelle. It, it's over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I also hope, as a pit, because I don't think it's going to happen, that baseball takes this same energy, this energy that they feel today, this... This invigorating, exciting baseball is back. Let's make it great energy throughout the season. I want to see you marketing your players. I want to see you constantly having conversations about how to make the game more entertaining and about how to get it to all of your fans. I don't want this to just be the ink is dry on the contract. We're done here. You need to take this energy and move it forward. And my pit is that I don't think they're going to do it. I don't either. 
no, I, I think greed will overcome. Now, here's one other point, and I know, Mo, you're probably in the office listening on the app. Hey, Mo. Gersh might be driving in. Analytics guys, we love you. Love you. And John Vooch and the entire Cardinal organization. You're going to play a condensed schedule with a shortened spring training. You are going to have injuries. You're also going into a free agent market today where you are going to have prices suppressed. Have yourself a real 35-man major league roster. You're going to start the season with 26. Have 9 or 10, 10 other major league players because you're. I'm telling you right now, you might not know this, I know this. You're going to need that depth. You're going to need... 20, uh, a 35 or 36 man major league roster that is capable of coming up when those injuries, not if, when those injuries occur, you want to have a capable major league guy ready to go. So take advantage of this market and outsmart people. Bill DeWitt asks you every day, what's our competitive advantage? Your competitive advantage today is listening to Randy Carricker, who's telling you, go out and sign 35 guys. You've got 25, 26 under contract, but get real major league players to bring up for when those injuries occur. Don't count on Johan Oviedo. Don't count on Matthew Libertor being great. Don't count on Zach Thompson. Don't count on Juan Yepes. Don't count on Nolan Gorman. Get people that have done it so that you can provide St. Louis a winner in a year that ostensibly you went into saying we're we're in. We're trying to win this year. This was the year 2022. Yeah. And that's from the mouth of Megamind. Thank you. Who knows what he's talking about. By the way, Randy, a text from the 636. Wait, what? K&S not going to spring training? Come on, 101. Break out the wallet. Send him down there. Maybe the Cardinals can cover the trip because K&S is a great promo for their product. That's a good idea. I and think Rob Manfred should write the check personally. Yeah. You did this to us. Send us down to spring training. Make it right. Give St. Louis what they want, and that's access to their, their baseball players in spring training. Again, Cardinals, we know you're listening, so that's two good, good recommendations within the space of a minute. We are the vehicle that can get the fans back on board. Because guess what? We're going to be sitting down at a picnic table. You don't think Nolan Arnato comes down, sits down, talks about, I love St. Louis. Mm -hmm. That home opener last year, one of the highlights of my career, hitting that home run in the rain, babies being named after me. I'm going to deliver a World Series championship to you, St. Louis. Hope you're enjoying 314 Day. I also love a gooey butter cake. You don't think that's (laughs) going to get people to go to Cardos.com and buy some tickets? Totally is. Help us help you, Mr. DeWitt. Yep, see? We're always thinking here at Character and Smallman. All right, Matt, what do we got on the text line? Uh, peak baseball is back. Pit the slew gang got stuck on one twenty two. We are back. That's we right. are back. The slew gang got stuck on one twenty two for the final two minutes, and I lost my one twenty two point five oh, over bet. My goodness, Ooh, that stinks. That's gambling for I you. I want to see the video of sports. his exact stream of extremity. You know uh, <laughs> what expletives as that game wound down in the final two minutes. Peak, yeah. I got a job offer from Career Day on campus. Pit, it will involve significant travel to Birmingham and Boise. Birmingham, sneaky cute. Ran a half marathon down there. Great barbecue. That's I believe it was called Saw's Barbecue. That's a tip mm-hmm. from me to you. Um, Boise is hot. Never been to Boise, but I know a lot of Californians move yep. into Idaho because there's land and it's cheaper. So Right. Maybe, and the weather's good. Yeah, maybe Boise is an up-and-coming hotspot. Think it positively. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah, let's be positive about this. And you got a job offer. Congratulations. That's cute. Yeah, very nice. All right. Peak baseball and the Blues are back. Pit, no baseball moves yet? Come on. 
Yeah, let's make it happen, Cardinals. Set the, set the tone here for Major League Baseball. You need 35 guys anyway. Yeah, so I was really tired after the Blues <laughs> game last night, but I kept refreshing Twitter because I'm like, where's this flurry of activity? Yeah, when's it going to happen? Yeah, I was I mean, promised. I was like, as soon as I close my eyes, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be like that night before the lockout happened where mm-hmm. it was Max Scherzer late at night, all this stuff going down. And I woke up this morning, nothing. 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 Crickets. Pitt, I'm a UPS driver and I had to drive in the in and I had to deliver in the snow peak. Yeah. It's payday. Payday, that's yeah, right. That's we love payday. Thing. Yeah, be careful out there, UPS driver. Yeah, be careful. It's and, snowing. Uh, by the way, don't be offended when Moose the dog barks at you because he barks at all of the UPS and FedEx and Prime trucks. All of them. <laughs> so it's it's not just UPS. No, it's, it's not just truck. UPS. Right. Mail, also, doesn't he also guy. bark at you? Um, Darby barks oh, at me. Darby Moose. Barks at you. Yeah, Moose barks at me when I come home, but it's more of a greeting. <laughs> Peak Tottenham plays Manchester United, and the Blues Coys. play the Preds tomorrow. Pitt, they start at the same time. Ooh, you need that two TV setup. Always. Yeah, you have a phone. You Go. can watch one on your phone. Put put Bally up on the TV. Listen on 101 and ESPN. Have your headphones on so you can get two great Blues broadcasts. And then be watching... Um, Watching Tottenham on your phone. Those Spurs have disappointed me. On your laptop yeah. or something. A lot of different managers. They aren't keeping Harry as happy as they should keep him. Had a lot of defections. Good players. Coys. Coys. One last one here because while you guys have your technician hats on. Peak is the Blues win, but the pit. My son has an outdoor soccer game tomorrow at 1. Ooh. So how does he get the Blues game in? I have, oh, a, I have a way. Easy. If you have AirPods, because it's going to be snowy and cold tomorrow. Here's the play. Put your AirPods in. Get a snow hat over your head so oh. no one can see your AirPods. <laughs> snow is Stream done. the Blues game on 101 ESPN, on the 101 ESPN app, in your pocket, off your phone. But only have one AirPod in so that if your son scores or if one of the other parents is talking to you, you can participate and not reveal that you're actually listening to the Blues in your left ear on 101 ESPN. I think that's very important. I don't think anybody will be offended, by the way, if, if they do know that you're listening to the Blues game when you're kids playing soccer. I imagine a lot of the other parents would look at you and be like, brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm strictly brilliant. a one pod person throughout my life. Really? I know you I show have, up with one pod every I day. I have one. It's, no, it's a singular earbud. I bought it. It's only a one It's only a one earbud thing and I like it so much better because then I have a free ear just in case somebody tries to talk to me. I'm not being too rude. Can By we, the way, tomorrow it's going to be crystal clear. 0% chance of precip. Woot. Very sunny but cold. Woot, so woot. the snow hat is the play. A beanie. Yeah. Yep. Hide that pod. Scream or excuse me, stream the game on 101 ESPN, the 101 ESPN app. Download it. It's free. And while you're there, send us a mic drop. Let us know how your son does in the game. Yeah, definitely. We want to know. By the way, this bulletin, the Flash, apparently official, from uh, Montclair, New Jersey. Greg Amzinger headed to uh, Arizona on the 15th, 15th through the 21st for 30 teams in 25 days. That's awesome. Yeah, so we know that. Can I ask you a question that will help out a texter very yeah, quickly? Want to help? Uh, Uncle Randy is always available to you. From the six one eight, my students earned a movie today. Shout out to the teachers out there. Mm-hmm. What sports movie should I show? I'm thinking. Remember the Titans, Uncle Randy. First thing that came to my mind, even before it came out of Michelle's mouth, was Remember the Titans. Yes, okay. I think high school kids. That's a message that high school kids need to have provided to them in 2022. And it's a great movie. It's a tearjerker. It's funny. And uh, yeah, it's it's a message, not only kids, that everybody should take to. If you've never seen Remember the Titans, don't just watch and enjoy the movie. But understand, try to understand the message of the movie as well. Because it's an important message. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Thanks for your texts. We do appreciate them. Jay Delsing is going to join us to talk some golf next on 101 ESPN. 
We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Michelle and Randy with you on 101 ESPN. Jay Delsing, golf with Jay Delsing Sunday morning here on 101 ESPN. And he joins us every Friday morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Good morning. Are you fired up about baseball being back? You know what? I got to be honest. I am. I'm a baseball nerd, but I'm pissed off a little like Michelle said, too. You know, they act like the CBA snuck up on them and they didn't know what to do. It's it's so insulting, and it, it it really sucks for the for the fans. That's that's all there is to it. But see you down at Bush Stadium, Jay. <laughs> oh man, I'll be there. I, I just love going to the games. Man, I, I don't know. I, I'd be lying if I said I was going to boycott them. I really would. Just when we thought we were out, they pulled us back in. This is what happens. I know. <laughs> I hate that, but they did it. Me too. Well, Jay, I wanted to talk to you first about Tiger Woods, who was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. His daughter, Sam, had a beautiful and very poised speech. And even though we know that Tiger has gone through so much in his life, mentally, emotionally, physically, sometimes I think we forget just what he's endured physically and how remarkable it is that he's even standing up on that stage right now. Oh, Michelle, uh, first of all, I was so impressed with the speech that Sam delivered. I mean, the the poise and the grace and just, I mean, you you thought she, and maybe she had been trained, but man, I, I got to tell you, it was really impressive. And then, you know, what I love is that when you kind of, when they, when you kind of get a glimpse behind the curtain, you know, you kind of, because Tiger's so private. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't let anybody in, but they talked about, um, him, you know, having a, I think it's an 18 foot putt to win to tie and hell Cabrera to get into a playoff for the U S open. He misses the butt and he still makes it down to her birth, you know, down in Orlando. Those are the sort of things. None of us, we, as a dad and, and how important that is, was for me, you kind of go, God, I wonder if this guy's doing that. And you, you just really didn't know. And, and, when Tiger gives a speech, like an 18-minute speech like he did, and talks about putting for quarters and talks about not being able to get in certain clubhouses when he was a kid because of the color of his skin, it, it, it almost seems surreal to me because I, you, I don't see him like that. You know, you guys, I see him as this great champion and how he, he revolutionized the game that we play on tour. And now, you know, they, that, that, God, that flashback was really cool for me. And Jay, you wonder if everything that he's been through, in addition to, as you mentioned, uh, dealing with the sport that rejected his race as a youngster, but then all the adversity, whether it's the knee injury or whether it's the scandal or whether it's the back or whether it's the car accident, I think right now, in my opinion, it's probably better that he go into the Hall of Fame now rather than 2009 or something like that. Oh, Randy, 100%. I mean... It's it's so interesting. I talked to David Faraday, happens to be a friend of mine, and I said, you know, what what are you going to say? And he said, well, I already called Tiger and told him that I was pissed off that he's not uh, hanging out with Lindsey Vaughn anymore. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, because I told him nobody could go downhill faster than her. (laughs) 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 So, I I mean, when when you – when – when David Faraday can say things like that to someone like Tiger, that's a whole different glimpse of, of, a, of a person that we know. You guys, you know, it's, 
it's um, it's it's really special. I I think I loved what Sam said about you know we didn't know if you were going to come out of the hospital with one leg with 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 no legs with two legs whatever and now you're standing up tonight you know on your own on on your own legs you know two feet it was I don't know guys it was really pretty cool I know I'm a golf nerd but I I just loved I just loved it. A guy that you've been high on for a while, Jay, you actually predicted one of his victories is Colin Morikawa, and he's accomplished a lot. It's hard to believe that he's only 25 years old, but I was reading an interview uh, that he did last night, and he says his goal is to get to world number one. When you watch Colin Morikawa play, do you think that he's capable of doing that? Oh, I do, Michelle. The one thing that stuck out in my mind, when well, there was a lot of things when I when I realized you know how good Tiger was, what I knew that I should go ahead and plan my retirement party probably a, a, a little before I did because he could do some things that I couldn't do. And, and that was the first time I experienced anything like that with Colin Morikawa. I haven't seen people hit irons prior to tiger is, is accurately and with such control as someone like Colin. And he, he's plenty long enough. He's not super long like some of these guys, but he's plenty long enough the only thing that's kind of held him back a little bit is his putting, and and uh, I, I I don't I, I don't see any reason why he can't. He's so steady, and he's so when he's so streaky with the irons, and even when he's off, it's not bad. I I definitely see him world number one coming soon. All right, Jay, uh, the. Champions is being played this weekend. TPC Sawgrass number 17 collects 100,000 balls a year into that water. And even the pros average 47 lost balls into the water at number 17 over four rounds every year. Does Jay Delsing have a story of losing a ball on number 17 at TPC Sawgrass? Or did you ever lose one in the water there? Oh, man. For sure. <laughs> it was the first time I ever got on Sports Center, guys. I. I hit this beautiful shot. It was right at the pin. It took one bounce and went over in the backwater. And they replayed it twice. I'm like, wow, I feel like I really made it now. You know, I, I, I made my double bogey and got out of there. I, I got to tell you, I had one story where when we would play there, you're thinking about that's in the back of your mind the entire day. Wow. It really is because it's almost like people, it's almost like selling tickets to a car crash. You know what I mean? Because people are excited to watch, to watch you hit the ball in the water. So um, one year they moved the tees, you guys. To, it was really, really windy. And we were playing in March, and they moved the tees far over to the left where the players kind of walk to get to the island green. And it was still only probably about a 150-yard shot, but the wind was blowing. And I, I was in between clubs, and I had no idea which club to hit. So I decided to take – a little eight iron and try to hit it low, and I really didn't hit it the way I wanted to. And the ball's in the air, and I'm thinking, please, God, just fly over, you know, get on the land somewhere. It take, it hits on the front of the green, takes a big skip, goes over the thing, and then all of a sudden I hear this round of applause, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, you know, how, how did I pull this thing off? I get up there, my ball's six inches from the cup. I'm like, wow. thank God. It's it's so close to the whole mess. You know, it was one of those where I'm like, I can't possibly miss this. This is unbelievable. And so I actually birdied that hole a couple of times as well. Very nice. Good. And it is beautiful. And I was going to ask you, obviously, if you're thinking about it during the course of the round, then the water has to mess with you when you're sitting at the tee box. It, it, the, the biggest thing for the for the, the, the modern-day players is that they're hitting such short shots. We were. It's not that the hole's gotten that much longer. It's just that the club's... And the players have gotten so much longer. So hitting a pitching wedge, you guys, 
you should, or, or some sort of wedge. I remember Ricky Fowler hitting his, his gap wedge there when he won in 2015. You should have no trouble hitting the green. But things happen, you know, in the, in the middle of your backswing. There's thoughts. There's all sorts of things that come up. And then just golf happens, and that, that place gets gets filled up with balls every single year. There's it's 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 a it's an amazing 150 yard shot. Hey, two more quick things. Number one, just out of curiosity, do you know how much divers get? So, if there's 100,000 balls in that water every year and divers go down to get it, how much do they get from a company that pays for used golf balls that were in the water? That's a great I'll find out next week. Okay. I will find out because I actually was freaked out the very first time I ever saw a scuba guy come out of the lake. I'm like, damn, what? I, I didn't know if it was an alligator. I saw this <laughs> this commotion, you know, and it's a little, it shows you how well I was focusing on my game, right? I'm over there paying attention to the scuba guy getting out of the lake. But I, I you would not believe they pull out almost like the um, giant, they use these giant bags and, and they are, I, I don't know, I, I do know this, that they have to make multiple they have to come back and, and restart multiple times because the balls get too heavy for them to carry around in the water. That's amazing. And then finally, the show coming up on Sunday morning, who are we going to hear from? Oh, my gosh. We have the great Ellen Port. Ellen great. has Yeah, so we have, we have um, Tiger Woods and Bobby Jones have won nine USGA championships. Jack Nicklaus and Joanne Carner have won eight. And Ellen Port, who is a mom and a teacher here in town have, has won seven USGA championships. She's a great girl, and it's really fun listening to her talk about the game. All right, we'll look forward to that, and we'll be tuned in Sunday morning, 9 to 10, here on 101 ESPN. Jay, have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. See you later. That's our friend, the great Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Coming up, get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line 65780 as we will provide you with Take It or Leave It. And then tons of mic drops. We'll hear those at the top of the next hour on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Take it or leave it. Give us your feedback now by texting 65780. It's Take It or Leave It with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Powered by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing. We're going to need a fighter at 8 o'clock, or 8.30 rather, so you can text in 65780 with the word fight if you want to fight at 8.30. And in the next couple of segments, 8 and 8.15, we're going to be talking Cardinals. What do you want the Cardinals to do before the season starts in terms of player acquisitions? And a lot of us said we wouldn't come back after the lockout. Well, we're coming back now, and we've got a lot of mic drops. We're going to take those and your texts here on 101 ESPN. But right now it's time for... Take it or leave it. Michelle, did you see Lincoln Riley's new house in L.A.? I haven't seen it. Describe Ooh. it. It's uh, in Palos Verdes. Okay. It's 3.17 acres. Mm. It costs $17.1 million, 13,000 square feet, seven bedrooms, a theater, a tennis court, a putting green, a sauna, a 600-bottle wine room. I know that you would use that. Yes, but I would. Seven or uh, 12 bathrooms. Take it or leave it. You could use a house that has 12 bathrooms and use all of them. I will leave that. I will leave that, too. That There's seems... no good reason. That's that's cleaning 12 bathrooms. Do you think Lincoln Riley's cleaning any I'm of those sure bathrooms? I'm sure he is. No, Randy. He's got a he's staff He's a small-town guy. Nah, he's... If you buy a house that big, there's a cleaning staff that also is on the payroll. I'm... I'm 
totally down with the putting green and the tennis court and the movie theater. Elevator would be fun. 12 bathrooms I don't need. It seems unnecessary and ostentatious. It really does. Now, if this was within a mile of the USC campus and he could use it to bring families over to dinner, drink drink smart enough to buy within a mile of the campus so that he can bring recruit some families over to dinner. If this was that case, it'd be one thing. But since it's not, you're right. It, especially for a coach who's supposed to be spending a lot of time either on the road recruiting or coaching his team. I bet he never has enough people in that house that all 12 bathrooms are being used at the same time. I, I would think that's the case. Even if you have a party, how many people are really using the restroom at the same bathrooms, time? yeah. By the way, did you see Matt Nagy's house in Chicago? I did, yes. How stupid was he to buy that? <laughs> and, and tailor it to himself and the Bears. Yeah, like he thought he was going to succeed to that level. Dick Vermeil had a condo in Chesterfield. Okay, I'll say this. Take it or leave it. If you were, if you had a, mil- if you had millions of dollars to buy a brand new house, you would not have a personal logo as big as the N on that dumb basketball court yeah, he made. Oh, I will take that. Yeah, no, yeah, not that, my style. Fat N, just yep, that's my name. You have to be a lot better than he was before you buy a house in this in that city with with an N on your basketball court. Also, I know that football coaches, especially, have a hard time separating personal from their work mm-hmm. lives but i can't imagine that you were so pumped about the state of your work life and the state of the bears that you'd want to decorate your entire house in orange and blue hey throw some lockers in there let's make this entire house bears colors you can never escape right. work and coaches brag about working 18 to 20 hours a day so the house was never going to be worth it for him anyway No. If he was working as hard as he should. But pandemic, maybe he was working that hard in the house. Oh, that might be. Who knows? Not hard enough. No, not. (laughs) Clearly not. So, Randy, uh, there's this model. She has graced the cover of Playboy Africa. Her name is Carolina Lecker, and she has an interesting new business that she started up. So what she does is she performs a loyalty test for your man, for your significant other. So if you think that your boyfriend may be in the DMs, maybe you think the streets are talking and that he's been unfaithful or will likely be unfaithful, all you have to do is give Carolina $2,000 and she's going to slide in his DMs and start to chat him up. Two grand? Two grand. So she contacts them on Instagram, waits for them to respond. Once they do, she keeps making conversation until the conversation gets hotter and what happens is she will try to see if this person, if this man will want to meet up with her. If he doesn't, she returns the money to the initial customer. If he does want to meet up, then she keeps the two grand. Take it or leave it. She's going to be very successful. Uh, is her name spelled C-A-R like the state, Carolina? Yep, Carolina, L-E-K-K-E-R. I'm going to leave it. Because she's not hot enough. Uh all right, you must not be on the right Instagram, Let Randy. So it's C A R O L L. O L L. Okay. Well, no, no. I'll just send you her profile. All right. Because she's going to be very successful. L E K K E R. Yeah, she has uh, five hundred thousand followers on okay, Instagram. Okay, yeah, she, uh, this will, this is going to work. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's going to make a lot of money. She's I'll take a it. Very attractive woman. Yeah, she is. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Now so, I was reading about happen. this, and there was a lot of people saying. Do you really think dudes are that dumb? Hot girls like that just don't slide in your DMs and start chatting you up. And I said, 
Yes, they are that dumb. <laughs> of course they're that dumb. If this woman slides into the DMs and says, hey, handsome, saw your profile, how was your day? First, they might think they're getting catfished. Then once they realize she's a real person, most guys are definitely going to fall for this. She's going to no. make a lot of money doing this. Athletes will. Whenever I get something like that on Instagram, I delete it immediately. You're getting things like this on Instagram? Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of crazy stuff, yeah. You uh, are. I, I think that it's spam, but... I didn't realize your DMs were so popping, Randy. Well, so but I delete it. And by the way, she's there's one photo of her with her uh, her nose job, which was highly successful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll take that because here's what's going to happen: uh, wags, mm-hmm. wives, and girlfriends of athletes are going to take advantage of this business proposition, and it's only two grand for them. Yeah, but they don't. Wives and girlfriends of athletes already know. No, but I'm thinking just the regular, regular guy. John Smith. That's who's going to fall for this. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Yeah, they are. Two, she's she's going to be successful. $2,000 a pop. She's going to make a lot of money doing this. Yeah, she is. Wow. What if she falls in love with the guy? No, because I think once it gets to that point, that's when she's like, she you, off, you've been busted. You didn't pass the loyalty test. Your girlfriend knows. It's a smart move on her part. I like it. She's going to have a lot of commas in her bank account. And uh, Randy, how can people follow you on Instagram? Oh, uh, all you have to do is go to uh, RJ Character on the Insta. There you go. Follow yeah, if you If you want to try to catfish me, I'll just leave it. <laughs> Boom. That just happened. Do you like how I just, I had this story and then I offered up your Instagram profile? Yeah, that's it. And how about yours, Michelle? At M Smallman. Okay, good. And that's M-O-N. I know everyone thinks it's M-A-N. It's small mun, not small man. Yeah. Just that just happened. Let you, you know. All right. Uh, Matthew, what do we got? Take it or leave it. It's reasonable to boycott baseball until June 18th, which is 99 days from today. I'll take that. Uh, that's reasonable. Yeah, that is reasonable. Take if you, it. If you want to do that, they took 99 days to give you baseball. You should take or can take 99 days to give them you. It is reasonable, but... Can you do it? Is the question. Oh well, I I can't. I know, but it's not unreasonable. It is not unreasonable, but I love how all of us, us in this room Mm -hmm. included, talked a big game, and then as soon as that deal comes down, everybody's like, "Forget it." There was the qualifier. It's okay if they're out until May. Yes, correct. And like I I said earlier, this season. The 162 games are essentially going to be played in the exact same time frame as the 1987 National League East champion Cardinals that went to the World Series. I truly think, too, especially here locally, if the home opener wouldn't have been saved, that would have irked a lot of people. Right. And the Cardinals' home schedule is completely unaffected. Yes. The only thing that's affected is those first five games in, was it Pittsburgh and Chicago? You have those five wins against the Pirates and the Cubs, but you'll get those five wins at somewhere along the line. But the home opener is always sacred. It's hollowed ground, mm-hmm. but especially with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. Yeah, right. This this season, that I think was a major swaying factor for a lot of people. Take it or leave it. Flaherty starts the opener. I'm going to leave it. No mm-hmm. way. There's no way on earth <laughs> that Adam Wainwright does not get the ball. <laughs> Can you imagine if they tried to announce that? Jack Flaherty, home opener. Starter. People would be like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> it's true. All right. What, what are you, what are you looking sc- at? I can't believe they scheduled seven games in Wrigley before the Cubs came to Bush one time this year. That's ridiculous. I hate. I always. I've never been happy about the way they scheduled okay. Cardinals Cubs series. I think in my entire life, I don't think I've ever looked at a schedule and been like, "Oh, this is a really good way to do it." Yeah, in an early Cardinals game. Oh no, wait. Here's the first series between the Cubs and the Cardinals is late June or something so like that. Back in the day when the schedule made sense, I always said Cards Cubs. They they should be. Even for the for eternity, Cards Cubs should play each other eighteen times. Three Absolutely. series home, three series away. Those three series should be played in 
two of them in June, July, August, and then the last one in September on weekends. Mm -hmm. Always weekends. Always weekends. Always weekends. Yeah, but baseball's too stupid. And if you think this (laughs) schedule is stupid, Matthew... Wait till you get a load of next year. <laughs> because that playing every team in baseball is going to be stupid. Yeah, I agree. Take it or leave it. The Blues are back and they win both games this weekend. Take, Take it. it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for your text. Your mic drops. What do you want the Cardinals to do before the season starts? And how are you feeling right now with yesterday's agreement between the players and the owners? Mic drops. Texts next. 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. A fresh perspective on the day's biggest stories. It's Character and Smallman's Fresh Take. Brought to you by the Schnooks Rewards app. Check out Good For You, a free wellness program available in the app today. Eight oh six. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Michelle brought up Carolina Lecker on the Insta during our last segment, and so I just slid into her DMs, Michelle. <laughs> what did she say? I said, uh, and, and she, by the way, tries to catfish guys. I said, "Hey, cutie, found you online and was worried about the bandage on your nose. How are you feeling? I think it'll turn out great. Have a great weekend. Let's hook up sometime." R. <laughs> Oh, you just said R? R. Very smooth. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. So you think she's going to hit you back? No question about it. And again, for people who might have missed this last segment, this woman, Carolina Lecker, she has a new business where women pay her $2,000 and she will slide into their man's DMs and try to spark up a spicy conversation with them. And once it gets to the point of them agreeing to meet up with her, that's when she keeps the two grand. If he says, nope, I'm in a committed relationship. I love my boo. I'm not meeting up with you. She returns the money. So Randy is trying to <laughs> slide in her DMs and trick her. Yeah. Why not? But, but we don't know, Randy, if she's spoken for, though. So maybe she just will see your profile and she'll be like, oh, Golden Retrievers? Traeger? This looks like a great Golf? guy. Golf? Maybe she's a golfer. I don't know. <laughs> she's like, RJ Carriker, St. Louis? Hey. Seems like a great place to be. See? I'm just thinking. I'm just... I love that you opened with Hey Cutie. (laughs) She's cute. I'm going to give her that. All right, Michelle. uh, Free agency has begun in Major League Baseball again after the shutdown, after the lockout. What do you want to see the Cardinals do? Give me a move. First things first, I want to see them go out and get an established hitter to be the DH. Agreed. I also think they'll probably go out and get some relief pitcher, which I think is a need as well. But those are the first two moves I'd like to see. I want them to get multiple relief pitchers. I don't want to rely on Ryan Helsley as a guy, and not not that he doesn't have a chance to be good, but I don't want to rely on players that either were hurt last year or don't have a long track record. So if I can go get multiple free agent relievers, I want to do that. I do at some point want to see Helsley up here. I do want to see Jordan Hicks bounce back. Mm-hmm. I do want to see a, a guy like Quezada at some point get a chance, but not this year. Cody Whitley. Uh, there aren't enough established arms in that bullpen for me to be confident in them. And I want a first-year manager, Ali Marmol, to be able to have a foolproof bullpen. I want every single member of that bullpen, which mm-hmm. is going to be eight members, to be 
unquestioned. I, I want that guy to come into the game and say, I feel good about that guy coming into the game. And that's exactly how I feel about the DH. When the mm-hmm. DH is called upon, I want to feel good about him coming to the game Me and too. coming into the game. I don't want to wonder if we're going to see that player rise to the occasion or reach their potential, meaning that it's someone internal, a young player that you're hoping to see grow, which is great. That could be a great option too, but I really want the Cardinals, who have had some issues offensively at times, to have someone that they know is established in that DH role. I know everyone is pining after Kyle Schwarber. I still go back to this right You know who I would love to see join the Cardinals and potentially assume that role is Nick Castellanos. He would yeah, bring be fun. an energy level, a little bit of sandpaper that I think the team could use. He's the type of guy that we hate because of what he did in Cincinnati, but if he was on our team, I think we'd love him. We would love him. All right, let's get to to some of your mic drops, and we have a lot, so we appreciate them, and we're going to spend the next couple of segments getting to them. Let's start with our friend Elisa here on 101 ESPN. Love, Lisa. Morning, guys. So, yes, I'm totally excited that they're back. It's not even St. Patrick's Day, and it's settled April 7th, the way it should be. We shouldn't open on the road, so we open at home. So, yes, bring on the Clydesdales, bring on the Hall of Famers. And let's remember, everyone, when you start talking, oh, we need more pitching. No, we need more offense. (laughs) Like people that can hit in the clutch. And as Dunk used to say, no tight cheeks. DeWitt, sign a real hitter. Kyle Schwarber. All right, everyone, have a good day. Lisa, I agree with you 100% about the hitter. The Cardinals do need more offense, but not at the expense of having an unreliable bullpen. That should be the slogan for 2022. 2022, no tight cheeks. No tight cheeks. That's a good one. You know, and that says so much. Yeah. We, we want a team that's confident. We want a team that's established. No tight cheeks. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lisa. Good, good call. Shout out to Dunk. Jason is next on 101 ESPN. 162. <laughs> 162 is all that matters. 40 years ago without Twitter, without listening to the radio every day, all day, fans would not have gone on such a roller coaster ride. So baseball's back, Yachty's back, Wayno's back, Danny Mac is back, <laughs> and I'm back, baby. Go Cards. <laughs> there you go. Danny uh, Mac is fired up, by the way. I know he is, and I can't wait to listen to Danny Mac call baseball games. It's just such a part of us. It's such a part of our routine to know that at some point during the day, you're going to hear from Dan and Brad, and they're going to inform and entertain you. And because of the fact that they are playing 162, I feel better about this. The fact that the, the season essentially isn't delayed, I mean... Between April 1st and April 7th, a lot of teams have one or two snow outs. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always thought that the season should start later. So I actually like this better than starting April 1st. I like the idea of having doubleheaders. I've been an advocate of them. So I'm, I'm with Jason. I like the idea of playing 162, and I like the idea of doing it now. I was very angry at baseball. Still am a little chapped, but... The fact that the home opener was salvaged means a lot to me because that's a very important day for a lot of franchises, but especially for ours and especially this season. And Randy, I really had no confidence that they weren't going to cancel another crop of games. So the fact that they were able to come to an agreement yesterday and save that home opener date, that does a lot as far as I'm concerned from from an emotional standpoint to quell the anger just a little. Timothy is next on 101 ESPN. Yo, Timothy. I'm glad to see that Major League Baseball is back and that I can get to cheer on the Cardinals again. But I still think that Rob Manford needs to be fired and it needs to be publicly done so that everybody can see how much of a laughing stock he is. What do you think? A presser? Every, all the owners bring him to the presser, fire him on live TV, just live stream it? 
Is that what he wants? Publicly fired? It's not a bad idea. But here's the thing. He did a great... All the owners have the exact same approach as Rob Manfred. He reflects the owners. And he works for the owners. He did exactly what the owners wanted. Maybe gave up a little bit more than many owners wanted. Maybe got this done sooner than a lot of owners, not a lot, but some owners wanted. There were owners that were prepared to miss the entire season and that probably wouldn't even have flinched if they yeah. missed an entire yep. season. Yeah. But I I do think from an optics standpoint, it's a tough look. Some of the stuff that Rob Manfred has said yeah. and done, it does not reflect well on your sport. Even if he is a reflection of your owners and their desires, it's he is still the vessel that represents the the sport as an entity to your customers. Yeah. And some of the stuff that he's done and said, you just can't do. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Let's let's get one more. Was that Timothy or was that Jason? That that was Timothy. Let's get John here, and we're going to take more of your mic drops and get to your texts in our next segment. But John is next on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Matthew. My mistress has come calling, (laughs) and I'd like to say that I didn't answer the phone, that I didn't say I'll be right there, that I didn't hurry up and take a shower and rush right over, but those would all be lies. (laughs) She's called, and I'll go back. See you opening day. Who was this, John? This was John, yes. John, I love that analogy, except let's be honest with ourselves. The Cardinals are not the mistress. They're the wife. You know, we may have separated. We may have gotten the paperwork from the lawyer. We may have circled irreconcilable differences. We're back, baby. The papers have been shredded. We are back. We are back. The Cardinals are never going to be the mistress. They're the wife. It's true. We know it. We, We do. All right, coming up, I'm going to give you a list of pitchers, five guys, and the Cardinals should sign three of them, relief pitchers, and Michelle's going to tell you about uh, something else that's going on in my personal life. What? What with, is that? With Carolina. Oh, my God. Let's, is there an update? Well, not yet. But oh, we're okay. Gonna, we're going to hear from her. Yeah. Coming up next, the relief pitchers the Cardinals should sign and Randy's DMs on Instagram. Yep. That's next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Thanks for uh, joining us on 101 ESPN and, of course, on the Insta at uh, M. Smallman on the Insta for Michelle at RJ Character for me. <laughs> and so if you're just tuned in, there is a young lady. Where is she again? Um, I don't. She was on the cover of Playboy Africa. So, so I'm thinking that. she's abroad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's obviously abroad. But I mean, where is she? <laughs> oh, she's in. Let's. <laughs> She's in Barcelona. Barcelona. Okay, there you go. So anyway, what she does is she gets uh, women to, uh, or she asks women to pretty much put their guys on blast. She'll... It's her business. Uh, it's her new business. Yeah, she'll slide into guys' DMs and hope that they'll start flirting with her. And she's beautiful. She's a beautiful young lady. So what happens is women who might want to loyalty test their man will give Carolina... Two K, two thousand dollars. Carolina slides into your man's DM, starts up a combo. When he responds, she takes it up a notch, makes it a little spicier, then asks to meet. If the guy says yes, I agreed to meet with you, she keeps the two grand, tells the girl your man's a cheater. If he says no, I'm not going to meet up with you. I'm in a relationship. She will return the money to the customer. And interestingly, 
Her name is spelled L-E-K-K-E-R, so that's where the 2K comes from. Maybe, yes. So anyway, I slid into her DMs a little bit. Yeah, so Randy tried to outplay the player. And... uh, Chestnut checkers. Uh, just mentioned, yeah, that uh, she's she's a cutie and that uh, wanted to get together with her. And uh, I would like to thank the people that have joined me on the Insta because uh, yeah. Andrew has checked in and uh, wants to to get together. And so that that's great. He says, "Hey, handsome, how's your day going?" So thank you, Andrew. So and Joshua said, "Joshua, yeah, love listening to you on the radio." Smiley face. There you go. Thank so you, Joshua. Joshua. So this is exactly what my master plan was: is to give out Randy's Instagram. He mentioned that the DMs were popping, and I knew that there would be an influx of dudes, Randy, to flood your DMs. What's happening? At RJ Carricker, follow up. And I still have not heard back from Carolina Lecker. Well, Barcelona, different time 14 zone. 14 minutes? Come on. I'm just saying, Caroline. different time zone, Randy. Randy, she's at work over Does there. Does she not know who is sliding into her DMs? I think maybe she's going I mean, through the grid. She's seeing Traeger content. She's seeing golf. She's seeing Golden Retrievers. I think she's a lot of sports content from you, stuff from the show. I think she's maybe just seeing who you are as a person before she responds. Because you had a very pointed response. You said, I saw the bandages on your nose. You got a nose job. I think it's going to look great. I want her to know that I'm a caring sort. <laughs> I just love that you opened the exchange with "Hey, cutie." <laughs> do you think that's what the Cardinals were, will do when they want to go out and, and sign someone in this flurry? Yeah, because they oh, know it's going to be a big free agent flurry, and there's a lot of people interested and a lot of players. Maybe they slide in the DMs. Kyle Schwarber, "Hey, mm-hmm. cutie, yeah. have you ever had a gooey yeah. butter cake?" That's a good play. Let for me Kyle. show you what yeah. St. Louis is all about. So Come hang. Here are six relievers, and Mo Gersh. I want you to get three of these guys. Joe Kelly knows and loves St. Louis. And apparently they've shown some interest. They have. Mutual. Ian Kennedy, uh, married to a St. Louis gal, a a Kirkwood gal, and might even live here. I'm not sure. But Ian Kennedy, since being put into the bullpen, has been a more than serviceable middle reliever who can give you a couple of innings. Former Cardinal first-rounder Adam Ottavino has been a great closer in the past. He's a free agent, was with Boston last year, still has gas left in the tank. Another guy the Cardinals have shown interest in is Ryan Tapera, who was with the Cubs last year. Also, Archie Bradley, they've shown interest in him. Former Diamondback, Red, and I think most recently Philly. And then a guy that is kind of off the radar, but might be perfect for what the Cardinals need and for the game in 2022. Yusmero Petit is a guy who can give you innings, who you can bring in in the fourth, and he can give you three. Or if you want him to close on a particular day, he can do that too. So Kelly... Kennedy, Ottavino, Tapera, Bradley, Petit. Cardinals, I want you to sign three of those guys. Okay, and what three would you choose? I would go with Joe Kelly, Ryan Tapera, and Archie Bradley. Okay. Those are the three I want, okay? Uh, As far as starters, I'm not spending as much. As a matter of fact, I might even go minor league deal with Zach Davies, who I've always liked. Uh, Zach had a bad year for the Cubs last year, but is a guy that pitches to the Cardinal defense, doesn't walk guys. He's a pitch-to-contact player. And by the way, if we have a pitch clock, Zach Davies turns into a much more effective pitcher at the major league level relative to other guys. I would not mind bring, bringing back J-Hap and or Wade LeBlanc because those guys can pitch out of the bullpen for you or start. Hap would be interesting because I think he performed 
to a higher level than many people expected mm-hmm. him to last season. He obviously knows the Cardinals, is comfortable there. I think he would be an, an interesting place to start. That would make me happy. Happy. Now, what about DH, Randy? I think the list includes Kyle Schwarber, Jack Peterson. I'm throwing Nick Castellanos on mm-hmm. the list. And a lot of people really want to see Albert Pujols come back and, and be the DH. Okay. Who else is on the list? I think those are the guys. Schwarber, Peterson, Albert, Castellanos. Those are the four, right? That's who I threw out there. And at some point, you're going to run into a guy that's not a budget buster because it's going to be a buyer's market. Schwarber will probably get a pretty decent contract for over four years, $40 million. I would think Castellanos would too. But then you move into... The category of Albert, you've got to look at Nelson Cruz. I, I look at Nelson Cruz before I look at Albert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jock Peterson can play the outfield, which is a big thing for the Cardinals because you really don't know about Nutabar. You you like what you saw from last year, but you just don't know. I'd rather have an established guy. But if I sign Albert Pools, then I've got to have like Nolan Gorman has to turn into a player for me because sure. I need a left-handed DH too. But the, the difference is, is Jack Peterson might be someone that can cover different different uh, buckets that you need him to mm-hmm. fill. Nelson Cruz might be a better option. No one's going to put butts in the seats like Albert Pujols. That's exactly right. And if you're the Cardinals now, and we've, we've talked before about how the Cardinals didn't sell out a single game last year, Albert Pujols will help in that endeavor. No doubt about it. Is he the best baseball decision? No. Probably not. Business? Is he the best business decision? You betcha. He probably is. And probably costs the least of all of those guys, too. It, w- it would be a great story for him to bookend his career with his triumphant return to St. Louis. My only concern, Randy, and obviously the chase to 700 would be a big deal. He hit a lot of milestones in L.A. and Anaheim that didn't get the fanfare that they likely deserved. And, and you know that here, anytime he hits a home run or does anything, Bush Stadium would erupt. I just look at his returns to St. Louis and how great it yeah. was when he was wearing different laundry and the mutual admiration and respect that the fans and Albert have. And I, I don't want to see him come back here and put on that uniform and not be the Albert that we are accustomed to him being. It would and be very hard. Before we get to Dylan, I want to point this out because we read the piece by Ken Rosenthal about Matt Carpenter, how about, about how he never really got on board with the analytics if you're the Cardinals and you want another voice for your hitters that aren't out totally on base with the, the information provided by uh, uh, your, your hitting coach uh, these days, Jeff Albert, Albert might be a great intermediary he, because he's been a great mentor for young hitters in both Anaheim and in L.A. But do you think he's all in on analytics? I, I don't know. No, but th- that's uh, for the guys that aren't all in on analytics. But I think that's what they want, is everybody to be all in. But if you're a smart organization and you have a veteran hitter that was a good hitter like Matt Carpenter, who's who's admitted, and Colton Wong, who admitted, I really wasn't all in on it. Maybe if you want everybody to be their best, maybe you get another voice in there, too. It's a pretty good voice to add. Yeah, it is. All right, Dylan is with us on the Mic Drop feature on 101 ESPN. I noticed Michelle tweeted out, are we still mad at baseball? But the answer has to be no. They got their stuff together and they got the deal done. Although it took a little longer than it should have and they, they drug their free feet. And, but we're getting a full 162 and they're getting it done. The union of the players did say, you know, don't. They had voted against it, the contract. They did not want it. All the players rallied together and said, no, we are playing, and the players is the reason that we are back. 
So those union officials, maybe, you know, it's two big, it's big guys. They're, they're making millions and millions. You know, they don't really care about the little guys. Those little guys rallied together and they got it done for themselves and for the fans. And we got to tip our cap to them. A hundred percent right. Great mic drop. Absolutely. Yeah, I, did, I did tweet that yesterday. As soon as the, the word came down from Jeff Passan, who, by the way, how hilarious that he got hacked on the yeah. on the biggest news day of his, of his career. Yeah. Uh, NFTs. I thought that was funny. But Jeff Passan bounces back, rallies, mm-hmm. has the news. But we were all very angry. We were upset with baseball and what was happening. But as soon as that that word came down yesterday, play ball, we're back. I knew everybody was going to be yeah. thrilled. I even put up a poll, Randy, and asked if people were going to buy tickets to a baseball game this season because I wanted to test the waters in the immediacy of the announcement. 69.6% of people says, see you at the game. I'm going to be yeah, there. Yeah. And I think I th- that was Dylan, right? Mm-hmm. I think Dylan's right. We should t- tip our caps to the players and to all of those guys who came together and voted, let's get back to playing baseball. Now, we do get a text before we get to Janet, a text from the 314. Can you spend a few minutes to go over what exactly has changed with the new CBA? Did they ban the shift? Not yet, but... Baseball is allowed to ban the shift within 45 days and probably earlier before the season starts. What about the stupid extra inning runner at second base? Going back to old school extra innings, the, the, the runner at second base doesn't exist anymore. We also, at some point, will have a pitch clock, and obviously we have the universal DH. So some traditional things are going back to the way they were, nine inning doubleheaders, uh, the, the regular extra innings, and... Uh, the shift is not going to be there and the DH is. So there's some traditional things and then some new things. And I think the biggest difference that we'll notice, Michelle, when we're at the ballpark and probably on TV as well, when they institute the pitch clock, how much faster the game goes. Which I think is great for baseball. Necessary. Janet has to be thrilled this morning oh, and she's on 101 ESPN. Yes. Let's not be a slow-mo. Let's be an action Jackson and get going on the roster. Yeah, we need to do... Hey, we've got free agency right now. Janet, you're you're 100% right. Take advantage. As they say, strike while the iron is hot. This is going to be a buyer's market. There's 200 major league free agents out there. They don't know where they're going to be. So you go out and offer one-year deals to all these guys and say, okay, I've got another guy on the hook. If you, you offer John Kelly or, or, or Joe Kelly and say, I've got half a dozen guys and I'm, I'm going to sign three of them. Yeah. I'd like you to be the first. Slide into those DMs. Say, hey, Joe, I yep. also like mariachi music. Remember St. Louis? Good times there. Right. So what I do is I go to each of these guys, Kelly, Kennedy, Ottavino, Tapera, Bradley, Petit. Somebody mentioned another reliever. Uh, who? Oh, Andrew Ch- Chaffin. I'll do. I'll do that too. But what you do is get six or seven guys and offer each of them five million dollars for one year, and say, okay, first three that take it get it. And you're going coming to a contender. You can play in the postseason. And sorry for the other four, but the first three that take it get it. And, Hunger Games. Pit, yep. pit them against each other. That's the way to play it. I think it's great. Also, don't you love that Janet woke up this morning? Didn't even think twice about it. She's ready for some action. She's ready for transactions. Yeah, no Come doubt. Come on, about don't it. be a slow mo. Let's yep. go. Yep. From the eight one six. Does the pitch clock stop batters from constantly leaving the box as long as they're back with and they're ready for the pitcher to deliver the pitch within fourteen seconds? They can step out. But if they are outside the box or aren't ready and the pitch is delivered and it's a strike, then it's called a strike. And so yeah, if they can step out. They are in jeopardy of having a strike called against them if they aren't prepared within that fourteen seconds. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. The fight coming your way. Coming your way next on 101 ESPN. We're 
right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome to the fight on Character and Smallman. In the red corner, average Joe Listener. And in the blue corner, the undisputed king of Morning Drive. Please welcome Randy Carricker. It is time for the fight on Carriker and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. One of our great listeners is going to challenge Megamind, also known as Randy Carricker, in a sports trivia competition. Aaron is our listener this morning. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Aaron, any fun weekend plans on deck? Uh, not offhand. Uh, just playing it by ear as of right now, depending on the weather. Sometimes that's the best thing is just leave room for something spontaneous to happen. Exactly. I'm going, this is my second time taking on Randy. We had a tie last time, but he beat me on a tiebreaker, so I'm hoping to replenish that. Okay, well, good luck to you, Aaron. Question number one for you. Which St. Louis native has been drafted highest in the NBA? Is it Jason Tatum, Steve Stepanovich, or Jim Krebs? Jason Tatum. What was the first NFL season to use instant replay? Was it 1986, 1990, or 1994? Can you repeat that, please? What was the first NFL season to use instant replay? Was it 1986, 1990, or 1994? Let's go with 1994. Question number three for you, Aaron. Who was the first woman to own a Major League Baseball franchise? Was it Helene Hathaway Britton, Marge Schott, or Joan Payson? Let's go with Marge Schott. And what former Cardinals pitcher holds the Cardinals record for single-game strikeouts with 19? Was that Bob Gibson, Dizzy Dean, or Steve Carlton? Let's go with Gibby. Checking our score here for Aaron. Waving in Randy, who's furiously checking his DMs to see if Carolina has responded. I don't think she has. Randy, has she responded? No, not yet. That's okay. Barcelona time. Time time change. Don't worry about it. Please say good morning to Aaron. Aaron, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Randy. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. Uh, right out the gates, I'm gonna. I, not feeling it too good on this uh, uh, trivia here this morning. Okay, well, you never know. Because I might not feel good at the end either. That's true. Rand- Randy, is uh, he's got his mind elsewhere right now. Yeah, no doubt. His mind's in the DMs. Uh, this is a tough fight today, I will say. Okay. So buckle up, Randy. I'm ready. Question number one. Which St. Louis native was drafted the highest in the NBA draft? Well, Tatum was third. I think Darius, Darius Miles was East St. Louis, but he was fourth. Still uh, counts. Yeah, Larry Hughes. Well, I'm not giving you any hints. Illinois counts, right? Right, Matt? Okay. I don't know. Um, East St. Louis would count, yes. Okay. East St. Louis would count. I and, and, and the outlying counties of Webster Groves and Clayton and yeah, the like also yeah. It doesn't count. have to be St. Louis proper. Just get that I up. stopped it at like the interchange. Okay, okay good. <laughs> <Nice>. 70-40. Okay. <laughs> so I will... Uh, I think I'll still probably go with Tatum at three. Let's see. Two, one... Bill Bradley didn't go that high. Um, Jojo White didn't go that, that high. Larry didn't go that high. Um, so I will, uh, I'll go with Tatum at three. 
What was the first NFL season to use instant replay? Instant replay. Um, let's see. They had it in 1999, obviously. <laughs> let's see. I think... I know it's mid-90s. I'm going to say that we had replay in 1990. Um, trying to think if they had it when the Rams came here, and I don't think they did. So I'm going to say 1998. Randy, who was the first woman to own a Major League Baseball franchise? Seems like it would be Marge Schott. Let's see. Uh, Cardinals have never been on cards. Cubs. Reds. Brewers. No. Pirates. Uh, Dodgers. Padres. Uh, well, Mrs. Croc inherited the Padres from Ray Kroc after he passed away. Um, so let's see. So we've got the Padres. She wasn't. That was in the. Was before Marge shot. Uh, Cards, Cubs, Reds, Padres, Giants haven't. Braves, no. Phillies, no. Marlins, no. Uh, Mets, Joan. It was Joan Croc. Um, Braves, Padres, Phillies, Marlins. And then Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, Jays, Rays, no. Royals, um, would have been after Marge shot. Royals, White Sox, Twins, no. Indians, no. Tigers, no. And then obviously Angels. I think Mrs. Autry might have taken over, but that was post Marge shot, and certainly post Joan Croc. Um, so Angels, A's, Mariners, Rangers. Houston. So I'm going to say that it was Joan Croc upon the death of Ray Croc. And what in former San Diego? What former Cardinals pitcher holds the Cardinals record for single game strikeouts with 19? Steve Carlton. Wow. <laughs> That's all I had to say about this fight. Wow. Was it Aaron or was it Randy? Matt, ring the bell. The winner and still champion of the fight. Randy Carricker. Oh, you. Just win, baby. About that. Randy beat Aaron one to nothing, and it came down to question number four, which Randy got correct. Wow. It was a very tough fight today. So Steve Stepanovich is the St. Louis native oh, that was drafted yeah, highest in the NBA. Number two, right? Number two, correct. The first NFL season to use instant replay was 1986. 1986. 86, okay. The first woman to own a major league baseball franchise was Helene Hathaway Britton for your St. Louis Cardinals in 1911. Oh, man. And I only know that because there's a piece in it in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. And I went to the Cardinals Hall of Fame last year, which if you haven't been, now that baseball's back, you definitely need to check it out. Um, And I didn't know that either, which is a great piece of trivia for your hometown That is. And the former Cardinals pitcher that holds the record for single game strikeouts with 19 is Steve Carlton. He did it on September 15th, 1969 versus the Mets. Aaron, tough fight today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. 
Oh, absolutely, and thank you. I should no longer be allowed to be able to compete when I'm not getting nothing right. Randy only got one, Aaron, so keep that in mind. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Good to have you with us on 101 ESPN. Coming up, a lot of excitement around the NCAA basketball tournament selection on Sunday, and the voice of college basketball on ESPN Radio is St. Louis and Sean Kelly, who joins us next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line tonight. The semifinals of the ACC tournament, Duke and Miami at five or at 6 o'clock St. Louis time, followed by Virginia Tech in North Carolina. And joining us now is the gentleman who's going to be calling those games on ESPN Radio, Sean Kelly, native of uh, St. Louis. And it's always good to talk to Sean. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Randy, I'm doing great. The Blues won. Baseball figured it out. 99 days I went without wearing a Cardinals hat, just in frustration. So today, I will wear the Cardinals hat, and I will get ready for my games tonight. I love the fact that you're back so quickly. And so so is St. Louis. As you might imagine, the, the town is pretty fired up this morning. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously baseball has its problems, but when you grow up in St. Louis like we did, and, and, and we have that team and, and this town and that relationship, it means something. I you know what? More than anything else, I'm happy for all the people that work around the game, that their livelihoods depend on baseball playing in their full schedule and, and, and being at a certain time of year on time as expected. Those things make me happy this morning. The rest of it will take care of itself come you know next month. Well, Sean, let's keep it local. LSU beating Mizzou 76-68 in the SEC tournament yesterday, ending their season. Do you think Conzo Martin has coached his final game in Columbia? I don't know, you know, and that's, it's a great question. Uh, and certainly I still, because it's the hometown team, I, you know, I worked in Columbia for a number of years. Um, I, I root for Mizzou kind of passively. I want them to do well. Uh, and, you know, of course they're, they're in what is now a much better SEC basketball conference than it was, you know, prior to Mizzou joining. So, you know, can you be patient and stay the course and see what lies ahead? I, I, you know, I don't really know what he has coming down the pipe as far as recruits go. So really, I'm not qualified to answer that question. I'm, I'm a fan of giving uh, coaches probably a longer chance than they get in the, in the current climate. But at the same time, you know, the body of work does so much speak for itself. Sean, one of the things we do root for in this business, and especially you as a national play-by-play guy, is the story. And the story in your ACC tournament would be Duke and North Carolina both winning tonight, wouldn't it? It would. You know, I think selfishly for me, obviously, because I'll have the game tomorrow night as well, I I would love to have Duke-North Carolina for a number of reasons, one of which is obvious is that, you know, Mike Krzyzewski's curtain call here. And uh, I think going out as the champion of the tournament would be fitting for him. I think it would also maybe put them on the one line for the tournament, uh, the big tournament. And then the, the other reason is Carolina is really playing well right now. They might be one of the hottest teams going. Uh, they had a dominant win last night. Uh, they'll have a struggle a little bit tonight. But, look, Duke Carolina is, you know, is the heritage of this conference in the last you know, 20, 30 years. And so, therefore, I think it's, it's the most uh, – pageantry that we'd have in the ACC tournament. It's only fitting that it would be the two shades of blue in Coach K's last game in this tournament. All those things play into it, so it would make for 
you know, great entertainment, as you mentioned. When you look to the NCAA tournament, Sean, do you think this Duke Blue Devils team is capable of winning it all? I, I almost changed my mind week to week. Like a couple of weeks ago, I had their game in Virginia and they played very well. And I thought, uh oh, Duke's peaking. They're coming on at the right time. They have weapons. Uh, you know, they've, they've got the big center in, in Williams. The guard plays great, including the St. Louis and uh, Caleb, excuse me, Caleb loves with Carolina. But anyway, they have the guard, great guard play with Wendell Moore. Uh, Jeremy Roach now coming off the bench for them. But yet then they'll turn around and they kind of lay an egg in, in, in the final home game against Carolina. This week they look like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. They're playing tight this week. Uh, maybe it'll loosen up here today for Duke. I, I think as much as maybe seven other teams right now, they have a legitimate chance of winning the whole thing. Um, so I put them in the conversation, but yet I'm waiting to see kind of a more consistent streak from Duke, and maybe perhaps it comes out of this week if they can win three straight. Sean, I am an unapologetic Illinois homer. Would you put Illinois in that seven-team conversation to win it all? It's a team that is missing a lot of components that they were last year, but they still seem to find a way. They had a lot of diversity this year, and here they are sitting with the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. So what do you think of Illinois? Well, yes, absolutely, Michelle. They're in that conversation. They are at the top of arguably the most competitive, the most powerful conference in college basketball right now. They lead the Big Ten in most three-pointers per game, and they also allow the fewest three-pointers allowed per game this season. That's, that's remarkable to me. And I think they have what I love is the combo of, again, um, you know, powerful big and Kofi Coburn, 2010 guy, and then, and then guard play. Trent Frazier leading that. You know, over 200 career steals. And, and when you have a number like that, that means you've been around for a while. And I think when you look at Illinois' roster, they have several guys that have a lot of experience. And in this year's tournament, that's going to go a long, long way. Yes, you have to have a legit National Player of the Year candidate. Coburn checks that box. And I think you've got to have a lot of experience uh, to fight your way through and make it to the Final Four. And they check that box, too. They are a tough team. Brad has them playing with a certain edge. Um, they got a little bit of a struggle today. I think Indiana at 10.30 a.m., I think it's the local time, start for their game today. That's awfully tough to overcome. But they've done enough to put themselves in a great seated position, and they're in the conversation for, obviously, the Final Four. Sean Kelly calls college football and basketball on ESPN Radio with us now on 101 ESPN and the native of St. Louis. Uh, Sean, you mentioned the SEC being much tougher than when Mizzou joined. One thing that hasn't changed is that Kentucky is good, but the way Kentucky is good is really unusual. And if people haven't been paying attention, John Calipari has a senior and a couple of juniors. He's only got four freshmen on the roster, and only one of them is really contributing. It's amazing to me how Calipari has changed his stripes from the one-and-done guy to a guy who's be pretty traditional in the way the Kentucky team is built. Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, it's almost stark because we were so used to the ones-and-dones and, and Calipari, that guy that could get a young team to gel quickly, strike, be hot, and then boom, they all go to the NBA. So this is really a reversal for Cal. I, I think it's one of his best coaching jobs over his entire career, what he's done with them. Um, and again, they're in that conversation of those seven to eight teams that I said would have a legitimate shot to win it all. Uh, and, and it goes back to what I just said, Randy, a few moments ago, that I think this year, because of the impact of the portal, the impact of the extra year due to the pandemic and all those things, that Kentucky, because they're 
an experienced team, which gosh, it just feels weird coming out of my mouth, um, <laughs> puts them in this position to to not only do what they did obviously during the regular season play, but now now you have a postseason tournament coming up, and you have arguably in the last twenty years one of the great postseason coaches with the veteran team. So that makes them, you know, doubly dangerous. And one more thing, both polls have Gonzaga one and Arizona two. Gonzaga is unbelievable in that that program is just so good. And we always say, by the way, Sean, that St. Louis U should be the Gonzaga of the Midwest. The, the schools are so similar, but what Mark Few has done is absolutely remarkable. And then Arizona has a first-year coach. That's a great traditional program that bounced back in a hurry. Those those top two teams, they should be number one seeds, and they're both legit enough to get to the championship game, aren't they? And I think they're two teams that not a lot of folks in the Midwest East have watched a whole lot of. I mean, I, I will be quite honest. I've only seen Gonzaga play a couple of times. They can really score the basketball. And Mark Few has never not made the tournament. I mean, that is unbelievable <laughs> is. when you look at the, the landscape of college basketball. I, I don't know a whole lot about Arizona other than the Pac-12 is a little better than it's been here in the past. And almost for the whole first half of the season, nobody really knew what was going on with Arizona. I think most people are aware now, but much like Gonzaga, they can score the basketball. They're balanced inside and out. Um, and look, if you, if you get locked into their their portion of the bracket, I think you're not real happy at this point. We always love to have people on the air that are rooting for the Blues and the Cardinals, and we love having you on the air because you are, and you know so much, and you provide so much great info. Sean Kelly, great to hear your voice. Thanks for talking, and hopefully uh, as we traverse this summer and get ready for college football next year, we'll be doing a lot more. I sure hope so. I appreciate you having me, and really uh, enjoy what we're going to have here, I think, for the rest of the month. All sports across the board, it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Take care, guys. See you later. That is Sean Kelly. He is, well, let me put it this way. If you're listening to a college basketball game on the radio, you won't hear, or a football game, by the way, you won't hear a better play-by-play guy than Sean Kelly. And I have a friend who's got uh, an NFL team, who's in charge of broadcasting and looking for a broadcaster. I said, man, Sean Kelly's your guy. Yes. He's that good. He's outstanding. Yeah. So, uh, and and he's got such a good job. He doesn't need it. But he's, (laughs) when you're the number one guy for ESPN radio doing basketball and football, that's all you need to know. He's great. That's the gig. You get to go to all the biggest matchups. Yeah, he's he's terrific. Next up, at the moment, are the Cardinals a favorite in the NL Central? And we're also going to get more of your mic drops and texts in about the return of baseball to 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Opinions matter. Time now for today's big thing with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. Here for St. Louis. Here to help you achieve more with your money. 906, your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Baseball is back. We're going to take your text, 65780, in a moment. A couple of things to hit on, though. Number one, celebrate 314 Day this weekend at businesses around the St. Louis metro area. As an example, Michelle, all Mission Taco joint locations in the St. Louis area 
Today through Monday are going to be offering the toasted ravioli taco. It's back. Ooh, delish. How about uh, $3.14 drafts, 314, drafts of Moscow Mules and Citywide at Four Hands Brewing throughout the area. Perfect. And you also have the opportunity, if you want to, do some sports stuff like roller skating at Skate King Sunday from uh, 3 to 7 p.m., roller skating at Skadium, the adult skate, from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Monday. Just a lot of cool stuff going on, and you can learn more about 314 Day and all the cool deals by going to thestl.com slash 314day. The stars are aligning, Randy. 314-day celebrations throughout the weekend, which mm-hmm. means affordable and delicious food and drinks throughout the St. Louis area. Blues games this weekend. You have the yep. Blues tomorrow pregame starting at 1030 here on 101 ESPN Blues and Predators. You've got college basketball tournament action, Selection Sunday. Everybody's going to want to get out and watch sports. And so what a great thing to know you can go to any of these local establishments and celebrate 314-day and support a local business. All right, as we go into this 2022 baseball season that will start here in St. Louis on April 7th. The Cardinals will not lose a home game. And by the way, you can buy tickets for opening day starting at 30 bucks right now at Cardinals.com. Pirates are going to be a non-factor. Can we agree they are winning the division? They are making the playoffs. We can agree. They are not winning the division. They're not making the playoffs. So you've got the Cardinals, who had a 17-game winning streak to make the playoffs last year. They've added Steven Matz in free agency. Presumably, they're going to lose Matt Carpenter, Andrew Miller, and KK. KK's gone. Yeah, signed with right. the KBO. He, he's gone with the the to the back to the K, KBO. KBO, yeah, yes, yeah, that's it. So those guys are gone, and so the Cardinals are pretty much the same. I don't know that you could get a worse hitter than what Matt Carpenter was last year to replace him. I don't know that you could get a worse left-handed reliever than Andrew Miller last year to replace him. The Brewers lost last year's home run and RBI leader in Avisail Garcia. He left as a free agent for the Marlins. They still have the best big three starters in the division and probably in the league in Cy Young winner Corbin Burns, along with Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta. The Cubs have added right-hander Marcus Stroman and also left-hander Wade Miley. They may or may not be after Carlos Correa, but they're very young. They don't have many stars. And then, Michelle, the Reds traded their gold glove catcher, Tucker Barnhart. They lost Wade Miley to the Cubs. And also, Nick Castellanos is a free agent. And they may trade Luis Castillo. So I don't know how serious the Reds are about competing in 2022. I kind of think the Cardinals are a prohibitive favorite in the division. The only team that I keep my eye on is the Brewers because of their pitching. With that three-headed monster of Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, you can't discount the Brewers. And I I think with the Cardinals, too, when you look at their rotation, I have a lot of questions about the starting pitchers that the Cardinals are intending, at least as of now, to put out there this year. All question marks. All question marks. And when I look at the Brewers, and instead of question marks, you have three exclamation points and a lot happens throughout the season as far as injuries or durability or just execution. But right now I look at the Brewers and they're starting pitching and I I do think the Cardinals are still the favorites, but I think the Brewers are in the conversation. And by the way, I believe that the Cardinals it's incumbent upon them to get starting pitching depth because at this time last year we were talking about the 10 starting pitchers that the Cardinals had and they wound up having to go out and get Lester and Happ at the deadline anyway and Wade LeBlanc before the deadline so even if the Cardinals think they have 10 guys they really don't so they need more if you think you have 10 you should probably go get 13 or 14. Yeah, last year I think was a great illustration of that. We thought that they were going to have so much pitching depth and it ended up not being enough. 
Let's get to some of your texts and mic drops. Evan has a mic drop for us here on 101 ESPN. I sent in a mic drop last week saying how I was done with baseball. And honest to God, I I love how they signed and agreed to everything. But I feel like MLB has to learn their lesson that they can't have this happen again. So this year I may watch a couple of games, but I'm attending none. They need to learn their lesson. That's fair. There has been so much public acrimony, Mm -hmm. and that triggers people. That causes people to be upset. So I don't blame Evan at all if he is going to take a stand and say, no, I I don't approve of what you did to me as a customer, and you're going to have to pay your penance. That's how you vote is with your wallet. Right. Whether it's buying tickets or merchandise or watching games to give ratings, that's how you're going to vote. But... I understand there's a lot of people right now that still are angry and they want to carry that energy through. But talk to me in August or September. Talk to me when you know it's the you have a finite amount of time left, as we do right now. But as it's getting closer to Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, maybe not being here. Uh, talk to me when the Cardinals are maybe leading the division and they're on the cusp of a playoff run. I just wonder if and you have every right to be upset. Mm-hmm. I just wonder Genuinely, Is it going to change? How how long will that anger carry on throughout the season? Let's get to some texts. This one from the 618. Scary when the most sure thing in the Birds rotation is a guy who's likely going to play his last season in Wayno. Yeah, it is. With Flaherty's injury issues of last year, you really don't know what Steven Matz is at this point. And then Dakota Hudson and Miles Michaelis coming off long-term injuries. Absolute question marks about those guys. Adam Wainwright's the only sure thing that I really have in my mind. And I don't really care what the birth certificate says. Until I see the attrition myself, that's when I'll start to doubt him. But it's kind of like Tom Brady. How many years have we looked at the number um, on the birth certificate and said, he can't do this again? And then he does. And then he does. Until Adam Wainwright can't do it again, he's a sure thing for me. From the 636, a 12-team playoff is dumb. Not to the people that are getting the $85 million. No. (laughs) In theory, the way you look at it from a competitive standpoint, yes. You can say, okay, 12-team playoff, dumb. But the fact of the matter is, it's a financial move. It's not a quality of baseball move. And as someone that loves baseball, even though it might water down the product or make the playoffs seem a little less difficult to, to get to... I think it is positive to have more markets in the postseason because you want more people watching baseball. So I think if you have an additional market or maybe a team gets hot at the right time and they're a fun storyline, that's going to just draw more eyes to baseball, which I don't think is a bad thing. With the new rules banning the shift, do you think the Cardinals will re-sign Carpenter? No. Carpenter had trouble catching up to hard stuff last year. I don't think so either because... The Cardinals made the point on several occasions that last year, as opposed to 2019, or was it 2018, the the metrics didn't show that he was hitting into bad luck. They showed that he was a bad hitter. Now, he has spent his offseason trying to get better, but I'm with you, Michelle. I think the Cardinals, they're looking at Gorman, they're looking at Yepes, they're looking at Nutabar, and they're going young. They're, they're, this is a young man's game now, and I think that They probably feel been there, done that with Carp. I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. I imagine that they're going to go either for someone that they know is more established or with a younger internal option. 
And I know that they have great reverence for Matt Carpenter. He might be a red jacket guy one day, but I don't know how you sell that to your fan base. Even though the athletic piece came out and you know all of the hard work that he's put into remaking his swing, you have baseball people who say he looks better than he has in so many years. He may have found it again. That all may be true. You can't sell that to your fan base. We've heard the story before when he had... Jeff Albert out to the ranch with all the other hitters. We, we've seen him in spring training in BP, and it just hasn't worked. So as much as I would like to see him succeed, if I were in charge of the Cardinals, I wouldn't bring him back. I'm a huge Matt Carpenter fan. I hope that he gets another shot, and I hope he has success elsewhere. I'm more interested in the young internal options that you have. I would rather roll the dice on an up-and-coming player that could get that seasoning and that experience, and that could benefit you down the road. That's an investment that could pay Mm -hmm. off at some point, even if it doesn't work out in the immediacy, then roll the dice on Matt Carpenter. But first and foremost, we both want a guy in his prime right now. Absolutely. that, That hit last year. That's Michelle. I'm Randy. Thanks for joining us on Carriker and Smallman. The Blues back in action tomorrow in Nashville. We're going to talk to Joe Vitale about that and the win over the Rangers last night next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Carriker and Smallman podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Michelle and Randy with you. And last week, I told Joe Vitale that I was going to have the joyous King Cod for lunch that included Red Hot Riplets and Mac and Cheese on their Cod sandwich. Joey is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. You wanted to report, Joey. Let me put it this way. I have given up red meat for Lent, and I can't wait to go back to Joya's and have one of their red meat sandwiches. Oh, okay. All right. Well, was it uh, was it still a good experience? Are you glad you did it at least once? I'm glad I did it at least once. I would recommend it for everybody because it's a, an exceptionally popular sandwich. It just wasn't my speed. Well, you know what? That's the problem with Joya's because they got that hot salami sandwich. And, and that's like, mm. you know, Randy, it's like the time I went on my honeymoon. And my wife and I, we went to Bora Bora. I decided to splurge a little bit. I wasn't making a ton of money, but I thought, you know what? You only get married three or four times. Let's just go all out on the first one. So, so I decided uh, to book a trip to Bora Bora. And then I was like, yeah, geez, we're already out in the middle of the Pacific. Might as well like swing through Hawaii and you know, jump, jump in Hawaii a little bit. I went to Bora Bora with my wife, and then we went to Hawaii. Bad move. Bad, bad, bad move because you knew – how good Bora Bora was. We were on these bungalows outside in the ocean. I mean, sharks are beneath us. It was just absolute paradise, white sand, everything you could ever imagine, turquoise waters. And then we went to in Hawaii, which Hawaii is great. Don't get me wrong. Hawaii is great, but we should have done the other way around. So my point is, if you got the Bora Bora Joya's hot salami sandwich, anything less than that is just not going to be good enough. Joey, James Laurinaitis went on his honeymoon to Bora Bora, and he was showing me pictures when he when he went there. And if people haven't done the Google image search, if they haven't been to Bora Bora, what an unbelievably beautiful place. It, it is heaven. It really is. And it's expensive. But I do think it's a one, once in a lifetime trip. I do not recommend bringing children. I think you should just go <laughs> with your girlfriend, spouse or whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very romantic. It's not a ton to do. But, but is it expensive? And it's so expensive that I remember I was playing in the minors. And again, like I said, it wasn't making a ton of money. 
but we decided to splurge. And when we got there, the menu, because keep in mind, like all the meats, everything pretty much gets flown in because they're, they're just an island. I mean, they got fish and that's about it. They don't have any uh, planes where they can grow stuff. It's just, it's just everything shipped in. So it's expensive. So my wife and I, we were at the Four Seasons there and we, we kind of ended up uh, getting smarter. We, we scheduled it out where in the morning, instead of waking up and getting coffee and eating breakfast around eight, because breakfast was included, we're like, you know what? Let's gut it out. Let's kind of let's kind of fast a little bit and let's eat out. Let's find out when the the brunch closes, which was eleven. So we got there like at ten thirty, and we just like stuffed our faces, and then we had like one of these bags where you like stuffed a bunch of muffins and cereals in to go. So that was our late lunch, and of course the whole trip we ended up we ended up eating off the kids menu. I'll never forget. It was my first experience with cheeseburgers every night from the kids menu. My wife she jazzed it up. She mixed ketchup and mayo with the French fries, kind of made her own little special sauce. It was. Um, Looking back, looking back, we, we were in over our head. And, you know, fortunately, I, I've only been married this once, so I'm really glad now that, you know, I, I chose to do Bora Bora. But I tell you what, guys, if that's heaven, guess what? I know what the gates of hell look like. Okay, I'm down here at the Dome Convention Center right now, and there is a volleyball conference oh. happening. Have you ever yes. stepped into the Dome during one of these? I have. I, I did some hosting work there, Joey, and it's chaotic. There's so it, much going on there. It is the gates of hell. I mean, literally, you walk into the dome and balls are flying everywhere. Whistles are blaring. Kids are screaming. Girls are crying. Parents are freaking out. Refs are about to ready to quit. I mean, it is complete chaos. And it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, this, I am not used to this. And the only thing, the only thing, guys, that I'm holding on to that's a positive right now because my, my daughter seems to get absolutely obliterated. The only thing positive in my life is I'm literally standing in the corner where Ricky Prohl caught that unbelievable oh, catch. Awesome. I know you guys know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. 99 yeah. to send him to the Super Bowl. He was right. I mean, literally right there. I was at that game, two sections to the left. And I'm sure you guys have plenty of memories of that game. Unreal. That's awesome, Joey. Well, I guess the Blues performance last night is like kind of the salami sandwich of the season, right? I don't know if you could get any better. It's a, They had a, a fast start, execution, crisp passing, cohesion, high energy. You had some sandpaper, some fighting, strong goaltending. It's kind of the, the hot salami sandwich or the Bora Bora of the season. No, great response from them. You know what? It was the hot salami, If it, but if Joey has forgot the mustard. Let's just leave it at that because there was one little hiccup. And if you talk to Mike Van Ryan and his coaching staff, it'd be the penalty kill. And that, to me, mm-hmm. is that the mustard they forgot to throw on the hot salami sandwich because that, that still can, can be a little bit of a trip up here where you look at that game last night. Uh, great game. You mentioned it pretty much hit every category across the board. Fight, save, goals, a power play, fans, at the energy. Everything, everything was right there except, I think, the penalty kill. And it's so funny talking to Mike Van Ryan after the game. You know, we, we kind of prompted him with the same thing, Michelle. But I tell you, what, these, these hockey guys, you, you know us, we're – we're, we're perfectionists and we're, we're, we're miserable and we're always looking for, 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 for something to improve on. And we asked him about that. And he goes, yeah, you know, I didn't love our penalty kill. You know, it's like, you know, we just can't enjoy anything. We can't enjoy our life. And I, and I don't know why that is. I think it's such a, it's a sport with, it's so, it's so intense and it's so um, ever changing. There's no, no, no plays the same and you got to make decisions quickly and it's a game of mistakes. I mean, volleyball, I'm watching mistakes happen, but they're more controlled. I mean, hockey, it's such a fast-paced game. And like I said, there's no, no play ever alike. So it's, it's a constant game of mistakes. And that's where I think that these hockey players get that personality where there's always something, there's always something they want to work on. You know, I've always said that if NASA, if NASA ever ran out of astronauts and they needed to fly someone to the moon or, or to outer space to fix this world, 
they send a hockey player because you got to be able to think on your toes and you got to be able to think very quickly. And now we're programmed to think so fast. But with that comes, yes, there's a lot of great things, but there's, of course, always things you want to work on. And that's, of course, the, the head coach mindset of Mike, Mike Van Ryan. He will be a head coach one day. But, yeah, to your point, Michelle, a great response. It started with the veterans. It started with Perron and O'Reilly kind of mixing it up in front of the net. And they just really continue to build build upon their game. Billy Huso, to me, maybe the save of the year in a 0-0 game in that first period. The Blues were out shooting Rangers 10-1. to The Rangers come down on a two-on-one hunt on the back door. Wide open net, an easy tap-in. And Billy just sticks out his right leg and barely gets a toe on it. You know, if that goal goes in, does, does the deflation happen? Does the bench kind of sink low? Do the fans get a little worried? You, you wonder how that game would progress if Hunt scores that goal. But like you said, had everything last night, it was an enjoyable experience. And Joe, that not only did the Blues not sink because that puck went in, but it, it seemed kind of like it puffed them up a little bit. That save kind of got things going even better for the Blues, and then they get the three goals in uh, about three minutes, and they, they lead by a score of 3 nothing. But it seemed like that save kind of energized people. Yeah, it did. I think, I think it got the energy in the crowd. And I think from a player's perspective, you've been in those games before where maybe you're not playing great, but your goaltender makes a save and you're thinking, oh man, this could be, this could be our night. This could be the momentum shift we needed. Or on the flip side, maybe you're playing great and the other team comes down and they have a wide open net like Hunt did and the Rangers don't capitalize because of a big save. And then you're on the bench thinking, whoa, maybe we got something here. You know, I think for fans out there to, to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, just look no further than game seven back in 2019 when the Bruins were just all over the Blues. Uh, Pepper and Jordan Bennington with shots. This, this this was a situation where pucks were hitting his his armpit, barely clipping his pad, kind of whizzing past his ear, hitting post, whatever it was. But the Bruins weren't capitalizing, and I think that 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 feeling, believe it or not, for a player, it, it isn't it isn't like oh geez, like we, we're going to get our bus kicked tonight. It's actually the opposite. They're thinking, man, this team's coming really hard, and they're still not scoring. So this this could be our night. So that instills a lot of belief, and and I think your point is, is valid, Randy. I think last night with how well they were playing, and then you allow a two-on-one is the only chance, really, in the first five, six minutes of that game for New York. And the fact that Billy Huso came up big, not only a turning point, I think, in that game, but like I told Curbs after the post game, you know, if the Blues end up going on a little bit of a run here, that, that might be the save you look back in like two or three weeks from now and saying, gee, that play and that play alone got them not only out of their slump, but got them going off in a great direction because that was a great start last night. They got some big boy hockey coming up soon, starting with tomorrow morning in Nashville. So, it could be a good thing coming for the Blues. A big night last night, Joey, for Robert Thomas. He had two goals. He said he wasn't shooting the puck a lot, so he closed his eyes and he took a couple shots and it turned out well. <laughs> but when you look at Robert Thomas as a player, what kind of maturation have you seen in his game? You know, Michelle used a really big word there. and I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no idea what it means. Was it maturation? Yeah, maturation, like growth. What kind of growth have you seen in his game? Uh, he's more mature now. Yeah, he's more. his, his game has grown up. Just, just say growth, Michelle. Listen, I went to CBC. I was a, I was a 2.5 student. Uh, I got an eight, 18 on my ACT. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. You got you to talk CBC language with you me. Know, but, Joey, you're the smartest guy I know. You know stuff about everything. I have to get out the big words for you. I'm the smartest idiot you'll ever meet. I, I know more facts about stupid stuff than anyone you meet. But then the, the important stuff like vocabulary and mathematics, that's where I struggle. Uh, Robert Thomas's growth, geez, I mean, where, where do you begin? I mean, I talked to Keith Kachuk about this before the Ottawa game as we, he was one of our guests on the pregame show. We were talking about Brady and other things. And I raised the question, you know, hey, you know, well, you were around Robert before this year. You were around him this first couple of years, actually, in the league. And he wasn't the player he is now. 
And of course, you probably have the eye for the game. You saw that this is what he actually could become. But two or three years ago, take me back to that place. Like when he come home from games, if he was scratched or he wasn't playing good or his turnovers or he felt the world was crushing him down, the weight of the world was on his shoulders. What were those conversations like? You know, it was really great insight by Keith Chuck where he said that, you know, uh, as his father figure, you know, when he would come home from those games, I knew how good he could be. I knew this was the player one day. So my only job in that situation when he would come home and kind of be down the dumps is to just be his support system, just to be his biggest cheerleader. Because, you know, you have so much stress and you have so much anxiety already as it is. You're already hearing it from the coaches. You're already hearing it from maybe the media. Or maybe you're starting to feel the pressure as you're looking left and right and all the other draft picks that you're having more success than you. It's a lot of stress, a lot of, a lot of hardships for an 18-year-old kid to go through. So, you know, Keith, Keith's approach was I'm just going to be his biggest cheerleader. I'm going to keep encouraging him because I have the faith and the trust that I know what this kid's going to be one day. And then we all saw how he's developed. You know, Robert, from a physical standpoint, I think he finally got a little bit of rest in his life. You know, he's won pretty much everything before he was the age of 19. You know, Memorial Cup, he won World Junior. All right, he won the Stanley Cup. I mean, again, he would, before he turned 20, he pretty much had every coveted trophy except the Olympics. Uh, with that being said, you're playing hockey into late summers. Every time you do that, every time you go to the Memorial Cup or a World Junior or a Stanley Cup, you're playing valuable hockey into June. You have a quick month in July to kind of flip it around, and all of a sudden you're back in August and you're grinding away. It's not a lot of time for a young kid who's still maturing, just kind of post-puberty, still kind of going through lots of changes still, for him to get that valuable rest that he just never quite got. So you look at the injuries last year, you look at finally with COVID, he finally got some rest, and not only rest, but he's stronger. He's solid. I mean, he looks, he looks like a concrete column you see going downtown uh, between buildings. I mean, he is just that built, and I think that's what people don't really quite understand about how good he is with the puck and holding on to the puck. He, he is, he's a very well-built kid where you can't knock him off the puck too easily. With that came speed. He started working out more. He started having the time to dedicate to his body, and then it just completely exploded. And I think that also there are these, there are these waves that, that happen to human beings where where we're, we're physically, they say you kind of mature around 20 to 25. That's where we physically are, are at our peak. They call it the prime. And then mentally is, is also another aspect of that, where I'm watching these kids play volleyball today. Or you may watch youth hockey or youth soccer, and you're on the parents on the sideline, and the coach is like, why in the hell did that kid do that? I just explained it to him. Why, why does he keep making the same thing? It's because kids don't have the mental capacity to critically think yet. And, that, and that's a maturity thing, just like, you know, growing your biceps or hair in your chest for, for, for a physical standpoint. It's the same way with your mind. You have, you have to mentally get to a space, and it takes growth and takes time. And they found, you know, psychologists and way people smarter than me in the sports world, that the, the mental and the physical waves find themselves at the peak, and they cross right around that 20 to 22-year-old uh, threshold. And that's why you see players who are at their best around that age because not only physically they're mature, but that's where it all kind of gets put together where their head is connected to their body and they can critically think and they can mentally kind of keep up with what's going on around them. And I just think that now that's what's happening with him. He's kind of approached that age where I think mentally it's clicking, physically it's clicking, and it's on all cylinders. And he has just completely went out there and grabbed this thing. And like you said, Michelle, I love the fact that he's shooting the puck more because he's got a great shot. Finally, Joey, on this 314 weekend, people celebrating St. Louis, a text from the 314, a Joe Vitale fish fry recommendation. Joe Vitale fish fry recommendation. If you don't mind, if you don't mind waiting two hours, go to Kirkwood, go to St. Peter. It's my kid's Catholic school. I think the wait was like an hour and a half from what I heard a couple weeks ago. You know, it's, it's a bit greasy. 
it's a bit, um, you know, let's say uh, Ponderosa-like, Long John Silver's-like. But I tell you what, fish fries, that's what it's supposed to be. You don't yeah. want, like, a clean, you don't want a clean fry. You want something, like, nice and greasy and, like, just, like, you just feel like crap, you know, leaving leaving the church or whatever, whatever it is. So, um, no health. Just go out there. St. Peter, they do a great job. They put on a great event. But I tell you what, all these parishes, you know, these great schools around the, the St. Louis County and city area, they do such a good job. You give them your support. All the parents volunteering their time. And, and like I said, the food, the food isn't going to knock your, knock your socks off like Louie or Olive and Oak. But I tell you one thing, it's going to be, it's going to be for a great cause. And it's, it's all part of the experience. Joe Vitale, you always bring it. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the volleyball today. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Michelle. You guys have a great weekend. You're the best. That is Joe Vitale on 101 ESPN. He is so much fun. Next up, you're killing me, Small. Stick around. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's totally killing Smalls right now? You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls, with Michelle Smallman on 101 ESPN. It is time now for... You're killing me, Small! Randy, I saw you buried in your phone. you checking your Instagram DMs over there? What's going uh, on? I just don't think that uh, our gal gets it. Uh, what's her name again? Carolina Lecker. Carolina so for Lecker. those who might have missed it earlier, I brought up a story during Take It or Leave It about a woman who was on the cover of Playboy Africa. And she has a new business where... Women will send her $2,000. She then DMs this woman's significant other, boyfriend, husband, who knows, and tries to get flirty with him, chat chat him up, strike up a conversation, and then she will ask him to meet up. If the man says, yes, I will meet up with you, can't wait, babe, she keeps the cash. If he says, no, no, I'm in a committed relationship, this was fun in the DMs, but not happening, she will return the money. So Randy decided to play chestnut checkers with Carolina and sent her a DM. I slid into her DMs and I wrote, <laughs> hey, cutie, found you online and was worried about the bandage on your nose. She had a nose job that worked. I hope she can breathe well. How are you feeling? I think it'll turn out great. Have a great weekend. Let's hook up sometime. Our are and just I still, are. I sent this an hour ago, and she still has not responded to me. So I think she's just a big faker. Well, sh- number Carolina one, Carolina Lecker. She's based in Barcelona, so maybe what, she, six hours ahead. She, yeah, she's be. like wrapped up in her work day right now. It's Friday. Oh, she's, she's trying to get a Playboy it all, model. Get it all done for the weekend. Maybe she's at a shoot. <laughs> oh, Randy. That who knows? Okay. She's at a shoot. Also, she slides into the DMs first, so she knows this game. She's the creator of this game. She knows what you're trying to do. Does she? You can't outsmart her. You telling me that she gets a DM from Randy Carricker mm-hmm. and she just doesn't go, I just got a DM from Megamind. You know what she need, you needed to do? <gasps> Send a picture of the carrot cake. Oh, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been the play. That would have been funny. But follow Randy. Send him some DMs. And RJ Carricker, yeah. <laughs> RJ Carricker. I got a couple already. That has been my favorite part of the show is I shared Randy's Instagram account, said the DMs were popping, and a lot of dudes have slid into yep. Randy's DMs and said, hey, handsome, how's your day going? <laughs> Fabulous. You're killing me, Smalls. Well, the guy who probably got some DMs that weren't so nice, Randy, might have been Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. His return to Phil. It was emotionally recharged. It was an emotionally charged game. Um, it was the the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets, and it wasn't a great night for the 76ers. We'll just put it that way. Starting with Ben Simmons when he came out for warmups.
that he stepped foot on the court for warm-ups, boos raining down on him. The only time Sixers fans even cheered Ben Simmons was when he threw down a dunk during warm-ups, and then they mockingly cheered him. But it was a it was a game between two teams who obviously have history, who don't like one another. And you saw Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid jawing a little bit during this one. KD trying to guard Embiid. Woo! Wow, he plowed right into him and a Foul called as Embiid went right into Durant. And there is a They're going talking. back and forth. They're going back and forth. We've seen this before in the previous matchups this year with Embiid and KD having words. And I'm here for it. I'm loving it. This is the competitive spirit in what you wanted to see. But you know what? Ben Simmons, the Nets, they got the last laugh because they won 129-100 over the 76ers last night. A dominant effort from Brooklyn. This sure makes me want to see a playoff series between these two teams, though. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great. Go seven games and have Ben Simmons playing and not taking shots. And James Harden going 3 of 17 as he did last night. Go, get to Game 7 and have Harden go 3 of 17. See what happens. It looks like this might have been like a first-round <laughs> matchup, but I think the Nets are going to win too many games. We might have to wait t- deeper into yeah. the playoffs. Despite the fact that every round of the East is going to be incredible, this is going to be the best first round of the playoffs we've seen in the NBA in years. Yeah, and the Nets are just a different team. They're they're terrible when they don't have KD. Doesn't matter what matter whether Kyrie's there or not. And they're I mean they are terrible. They they've lost 11 of 14, I think. And they had the best record before he got hurt. They had the best record in the East. It's unbelievable what a difference the best player in the world can make when you have him on your team or you don't. What a concept. <laughs> the best player in the world can help your team or hurt your team if he's out. I never thought of that. Crazy. You killing me, small. Well, Ben Simmons may have made his return to Philly. You had another return last night. Jack Eichel made his return to Buffalo. The Golden Knights center played his first game against the Sabres since he was traded back on November 4th. He It was a losing effort for them in a 3-1 to one decision. But Jack Eichel talked about the reception that he got from Buffalo fans. He spoke about it after the game. Yeah, I'm pretty happy it's over. Let's move on. Were you surprised at the level of the intensity of the crowd? That's about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> really, after after uh, it only took seven years of me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed. Uh, you know, it was a nice tribute, and uh, you know, um, there was plenty of people here that were supporting me, and there was plenty of people here that were booing me. So uh, they must just be booing me because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not the first guy to deal with it, so. Just move on, and uh, yeah, it was a tough game. You know, give them credit; they played hard. So the Sabers showed a tribute video to Jack Eichel during the first TV timeout. Lots of booze, lots of mm-hmm. booze. He got the Ben Simmons treatment the entire time. He sure had a great line for him, though. But it only took seven years of me leaving for them to get that loud. <laughs> That's true. It was a season high crowd of twelve thousand four hundred thirty-seven. Wow. Well, that that's a shame, but that's an organization that really, I, I get why they aren't supported in Buffalo. When you trade away a Ryan O'Reilly, mm-hmm. when and Evander Kane was a much better player, we didn't know as much about him when they traded him, but th- those were their two best players, and they trade those guys, and then you trade the guy who was supposed to be the future of the franchise, and all of these guys go to winning organizations and have different levels of success. I would be frustrated if I were a Buffalo Bill, uh, Sabres fan, too. You should be booing ownership in the front yeah. office and not Jack Eichel for and, wanting to get out. And by the way, that ownership just got a billion dollars from you, tax money, so that they can build a new stadium for the Bills. The business of sports is so gross. It really is. You're killing me, Small. Except for this one. If you're 
a Chargers fan, I guess. The Chicago Bear is finalizing a trade that will send six-time Pro Bowl defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chargers. The Chargers send a 2022 second-round draft pick and a 23 sixth-rounder to the Bears in return for Khalil Mack. So you've got Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack with him. That's kind of scary for Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. I wouldn't be enthralled if I were a quarterback in that division. And when you look around, Michelle, the Cleveland Farrell pick for the Raiders hasn't worked out. They really don't have a pass rush. They could have used Khalil Mack without question. The... uh, the Chiefs, even though they got Melvin Ingram, former Charger, by the way, that Mack will ostensibly replace, they got him from Pittsburgh during the season. He helped their pass rush a lot. And then uh, you look at the Broncos, who traded Von Miller. The best pass rush in that division now belongs to the Chargers. Best young quarterback in that division, and obviously Mahomes is still young, but Herbert's only 22. I said yesterday, and I think I'm going to stick with this, I think the Chargers are the favorites in that division. It's going to be a throwdown, and I yeah. could see the I could see the Chargers emerging on top. Loaded. They, they re-signed Mike Williams. Eckler's a really good running back. They've done a good job with their offensive line. Took a left tackle with their first-round pick last year. They've got a lot of good things going in L.A. You're killing me, Small! And quickly and finally, Randy, we're starting to get some photographic evidence. Dudes are at spring training. Tyler O'Neill has reported. He posted on his Instagram, reporting for duty. Harrison Bader there as well. So that's going to be fun for Cardinals fans all day to watch all of their favorite players show up to spring training. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we're glad they're back. And we're glad that overall, the the membership of the Players Association voted for this, even though the Cardinals as a team did not. And I'm guessing that Andrew Miller, well, I know that Andrew Miller did not because the executive committee voted 8 nothing against accepting the proposal. But as was mentioned here, the, the little guys won out. The, the players that make the minimum, that need the money because they're going to have short careers, are taking charge here, and they did take charge, so good for them. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Coming up, free agency has also started in Major League Baseball. How ready are the Cardinals? We'll hear from John Mozalock next as we head down the stretch on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, I think, you know, one is, is, is reassessing how you think about a shortened spring training schedule and so how you think about pitching. So I know like on an earlier Zoom, you know, we're going to have to reverse engineer what that looks like um, and determine how we can get our pitchers their innings in an appropriate manner. That's John Mozeliak. The Cardinals will not have, need, no Major League Baseball team will have the two weeks of prep for their pitchers before they pitch in games. They're going to have games within the course of a week, one week, and then they'll only have three weeks of spring training games. So, Michelle, getting starting pitching ready will not be an easy task. But they've been through it before with the, the COVID preparation, the uh, summer camp brought to you by Camping World. A couple of years ago. I remember Summer Camp 2020 brought to you by Camping World. And I do wonder, Randy, how all of the disruptions from the pandemic has equipped teams to deal with something like a shortened spring training. I would think that based on what they had to go through then, this seems like a walk in the park. Yeah, I would think so. The other thing that teams have to do is put their rosters together. Free agency already in place. Mo, how much of that legwork is already done? I would say... That that our thought process for all of that is is, is fairly well baked through, and, and we have a pretty good understanding of, of what we want to do. 
Um, as you can imagine, there were a lot of different ways this could have gone in terms of um, um, when this was going to end, what um, things would look like from a payroll standpoint. But uh, like long and short of it is, I think we have an idea of what we want to do. Um, and we'll see if we're going to be able to accomplish that here in the next few days. And Michelle, one of the things I'd like to see the Cardinals do is get away from their DNA and be more aggressive than they typically are in free agency. 2022 is supposed to be the year that they're going for it. If not now, when? I would love to see them be aggressive. I know we were all expecting and bracing for this big flurry of activity last night as soon as the green light went on that baseball was back. But I imagine a lot of these clubs, they, they want to see these guys in action. There's a big difference between watching a guy work out online and seeing them actually throw in person and right. seeing them once they get into game action. So I wonder how many clubs are going to take that approach. I need to see our own guys in-house in action for at least a duration of time before I go out there and make these moves. But that's a that's a tricky situation to be in because you know all of these other teams are going to be eyeing the same prospects or the same people to fill um holes that they have on their team as well. And next week, as we start the week, we'll have boots on the ground. Danny Mack will make his way down to Jupiter for the Cardinals. Mike Claiborne will be there and be helping us out. Greg Amzinger will be in Arizona, so uh, we will have a lot of coverage. I know probably BK and Ferrario will have Katie Wu again mm-hmm. on their show, and uh, BT will be, will be down there doing TV. So we'll have a lot of coverage of what's going on in spring training here on 101 ESPN. Couldn't they have gotten this done a week ago? Then you and I would be boots on the ground That'd in be nice. Jupiter. Yeah, but they couldn't. <sighs> At least we have baseball back. We're just being positive. At but least we, do. we could have been there, picnic table, talking to, talking to all your favorite Cardinals players. So I curse you baseball for that. Yeah, I will uh, provide you a report that Carolina Lecker from uh, Barcelona still has not responded to my <laughs> Instagram DM. But did you get any more DMs from dudes? I have not. Come on, guys. Pick it up. Oh, yeah. No, I did. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. I've got a couple here. Uh, let's see. One from Kevin who says, my wife only allows one wife at a time. The Cardinals are my side piece. That's okay. Good. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> okay. And also Neil, who checked in. Uh, Randy, golf at Persimmon? Let's meet up. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, amazing slide into Randy's DMs. And yeah, so, you yeah, too. And, and, yeah you're, well, let's do it. I was going to say, you too can slide into Randy's DMs at RJ Carriker. <laughs> but please don't slide into Michelle's DMs at M. Smallman. Uh, and if you're going to be nice. Why do we have to do that? I'm just saying. Let's, let's change the, the course. Let's change the culture of uh, DMs on Insta for Michelle. I mean, you slid into a woman's DMs and you started out with Hey Cutie. She is cute. That was nice. So thank you very much. But don't do that to me, please. <laughs> great job by our producer engineer, the one, the only Matthew Rocchio. Have a great weekend. You too, Randy. Pleasure. Michelle, good luck to your Illini today. Thank you very much. I'm wearing the lucky socks. We're not going to get too high. First game versus Indiana. We're just going to ease it. Yeah, right. I know you're so right. You know what I did yesterday? What? I went to Total Wine and More and bought the wine that Coach Underwood recommended oh, for good. me. I'm all in. Who am I kidding? Well, I'm all in. Now it's ten minutes from now. It's gonna be if Kofi doesn't have thirty and fifteen. What happened? Tell you what. <laughs> tell you what. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson are coming up. They have the uh, fabulous balloon party for you. I wonder if they're gonna have uh, what your grandma say I th- I, or what, what your grandma think. What's I your hope grandma so. Think? See if Jackson did, got the audio. Yeah, I gave uh, them one. I don't know if they've used it already. I love that segment. It's such a good it deep cut to the open the opening to it with, with Cal's question. It. Yeah. I love it so much. It's fun. Hey, we thank you for tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. Thanks for all your mic drops today. We're thrilled that baseball is back. We know you are as well. By the way, tickets available for opening day starting at 30 bucks at cardinals.com. And until Monday morning at 7, have a great weekend, St. Louis.
You've been listening to the Character and Smallman podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.